Good morning. This time, it's time to skip the BS about my Dallas Cowboys, who yesterday at Buffalo played like BS without the B. Allow me to kick this show off by saying I was so wrong about my Cowboys. They are not what I thought they were. They are not contenders. At Buffalo, they played one of the most shameful, big, late-season games in Cowboy history. A gutless, heartless effort. They got exposed. They're frauds. They're home product phonies. Neither Mike McCarthy nor Dan Quinn had this team ready to play football yesterday, and they got embarrassed. This was at San Francisco all over again, except this happened in mid-December, just when it looked like the Dallas Cowboys had found themselves and caught fire. And in mid-December, we didn't even have a weather excuse. It was a perfect night for football in Buffalo. The Dallas Cowboys allowed the Buffalo Bills 266 yards rushing, 179 of those to 5-foot, 11-inch, 190-pound James Cook. Only the third time all season he has gone over 100 yards rushing. To me, stopping the run is a lot about pride and desire. I saw very little of either. I saw a team that quit on defense just before halftime. And I saw Dak pretty much sew up MVP, most valuable pretender. Micah Parsons, Defensive Player of the Year, LOL. Once again last night, I had to file a missing Parsons report. And yes, I threw my number 11 jersey in the trash after the game, and it just might stay there. Apologies to Tim Burton, but for me, that game was the nightmare before Christmas. Michael Irvin, I need some help here. Are are you as down and out on this team as I am? Skip, I I was down, but but I feel a little bit better because I felt you're down in in that whole whole intro right there. So I feel a little bit better about my down because it wasn't as down. Good. Now, I call that we got caught in a monsoon yesterday. Now, now get this, get this. Early on, I know mm. it wasn't raining early on, Skip, but, and Key. But, but I was disappointed, honestly, that the Cowboys were not ready for that, what they got when they got there. It's, it's like you said, I, are you guys missing what's happening here? Are you missing it? I tried to talk about it. And Key tried to brush it off. I said, listen, they're going to have the powers of all the ghosts of yesteryear. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to meet you at this stadium. You said that. Yep. And they met them at that stadium. Yep. And I'm expecting the Cowboys of this year, who has all the things right now going for them, talking about MVP, mm-hmm. you just mentioned defensive yep. player of the yep. year, uh, Undefeated at home, putting up putting up 40 points, number one offense, all of these things. You take all of that into Buffalo and you put up that kind of performance. Mm. I was shocked mm. at that kind of performance. Embarrassed, to be honest with you, sitting there with Key having to deal with this. And he's in my ear. Every time mm. something happens, he's getting up, doing all that, and dancing. And <laughs> it, it, it was crazy I had to deal with this. Man. <laughs> I had to deal with it. And, and, and let me tell you what bothered me. And later on, later on, I knew, guys, honestly, I knew. And I've said it here before. I'd say it would, if I was feeling I would come out. I'm going to run the ball right down Dallas Stoke. The first 30. You I'll did say running. that. I'll just keep running. Mm-hmm. I'll keep running. I keep saying it. Right. I said right here, 
that the score is going to be 38-35. So the 31 Buffalo got didn't shock Mike. Mm. I knew that the Buffalo was going to put up some points. No, everybody else thought it was going to be a low-scoring defensive game. I was like, no, 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 no. Mm. This is going to be a 38-35 game. Buffalo put up 31. Mm. Dallas didn't put up anything. <laughs> That's where the, the, the rubber meets the road right there. You have a number one offense that gave you nothing. Nothing. That was my disappointment mm. right there. And, and, and you, and on offense, you beat scheme versus scheme. You couldn't scheme someone open. Or, or you have man beat man, and certainly we couldn't, our men couldn't beat their men. We had no answer for what they were doing. And that was the disappointing thing, especially since that was riding into this game as one of the leading candidates for the MVP. No doubt. And, and, and it just came and fell flat. Okay, so you're saying they weren't ready for the monsoon of emotion yeah, they got emotions. hit with from the other side. Early on. Yeah. And then the monsoon of rain that came mm -hmm. in the second half. Yeah. So it was a monsoon kind of day. Mm -hmm. Then I had to deal with the monsoon of people calling me after key posting me leaving the place <laughs> and all of that. So I just, it, that's why my thought was monsoonish. Uh, did you gather enough information, Michael? I gathered information. Gather we, information. We saw information. I, I gathered, information. I, but it's information I knew. I knew that oh. we had issues also yeah. stopping you, the you, run. You, I've been saying You that. had issues so, stopping so the run. I don't run. know that they knew that. Oh, they, the Dallas Cowboys didn't know they had issues, even though Arizona put 222 yards on you earlier in the year. In Philadelphia, when they wanted to run the football the first time y'all played them, they were able to get yardage on the ground. And then let's not talk about San Francisco and what they were able to do to this Vantage defense. But here's what I'm going to say, because you didn't give me anything about why y'all lost. As you like to say, I want to crack your cranium now and fertilize your brain as to why the Dallas Cowboys in a so-called monsoon in the second half when it was 21-3, at halftime, as you sat there eating the chicken wings and trying to figure out how to get back in at the second half with me. Mm. Your defense let you down more so than the offense. It's because when they took that will away that from you, <laughs> you know, when they took that away from you, and there you go, looking puzzled, that's okay. 21 to 3, that's a halftime. We got more. And so... When that defense didn't stop them and could James Cook, 175 uh, pounds, soaking wet on a rainy day, all 5'10 of him, whatever it is, Skip, he dominated you. He did. 180 yards on the ground. You could not stop him. No. Okay? They barely threw the football because they knew, as I've been trying to tell you all year long, the middle of your defense, your linebacking core, that group, is supposed to shed the blocks and defend the run. The attack. They did not do that. They decided that little number 14, 210 pounds, as a safety in the box, that they was just going to, Joe Brady and company was going to run at him and run away from Michael Parsons and leave him untouched. Okay, not blocking him at all. You do that to Lawrence Taylor, he's going to chase you down from the backside. Agreed. Okay? Agreed. There's a big difference there. That, that is true. Okay? That's the truest thing you've ever said on this show. Or, or, or what about a coach sending mm -hmm. Michael Parsons in a direction? Jimmy Johnson says, okay, they want to put you in conflict. Every time you go bust a quarterback in go, his go mouth. Get him. Yeah. Or you go hit the running yeah. back in his mouth. Don't do we'll that take care of everybody else. So, so now it takes the conflict away. Your job is hit the quarterback. We'll tackle the runner. Okay. Just leave it at that. Okay. So that's, a that co that's coaching also. They didn't make any second-half adjustments. And as you tried to tell me, you're not a dome team. 
Oh, you are a dome team going on the road. But I guess they were not ready for whatever little sprinkles, as you tried to tell me yesterday, Michael, it was sprinkling in the beginning of the game, pregame. So mentally, they lost their focus because they were afraid of a little rain. Mm. You, you getting ready to use that as an excuse? Mm. How about just the fact that you couldn't stop them? Then on the offensive side, as I tried to tell you, Skip, but you wouldn't listen. Mm. That 40 points at home, oh, we score, we this. You're averaging 24 on the road. That average is now dipped down to that, 19. That's with 40 at okay. New York to open the season. Yes, that's exactly. That's 40 to nothing so, at New York. Yeah, 40 to nothing against yeah. a team that is not very good. And then, when, as I told you before, you won't listen. You went on the road, you lost to Arizona. You went on the road, you lost to Philadelphia. You went on the road, and you see what happened in San Francisco. You went on the road again. Mm. It lost to Buffalo, Michael. And you try to tell me just because you got a bad Road record doesn't mean you're a bad road team. What? This is what you literally on Friday tried to yeah. condition my brain to believe that nonsense. Now you look up, and now you're on your way to Miami. Uh-oh. You're on your way to Miami. And Tyreek Hill most likely will be back. Yeah, we last, saw what they did to the By the, the way, Jets last week you flipped and you said we will win it. Miami. Guess what? And I am flipping back now. Ah, You're not going to win in Miami. Delta right there. You're not going to oh, win in Miami. There we go. <laughs> no, because you know why? What you showed me up in Buffalo, Boy, you don't deserve, on you don't right deserve Skip, you me. Yeah. the benefit of the doubt anymore for me to give you an opportunity to get back in it. Mm. It was at your fingertips. Mm. It was at your fingertips. You just allowed it to go away. You're not going to win the division. You'll be the fifth seed on the road. Mm-hmm. On the road. Mm. Looking probably for a new head coach at the end of the year. I don't go too far. You're not going in the NFC Championship game. You'll get got a game. Oh, so now you're going to the NFC Championship game? Is that what you're going to tell me, Michael? Can we finish with this game? No, no, I'm 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 just telling you. Because Can we finish here before you fire the coach, get rid of the quarterback, and bring I ain't getting rid of the quarterback. Quarterback is is fine with me. I just know what y'all been screaming all year long. Here we go, Skip. Here we go. No, there, there we went. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you want to respond again, or you want? No, me to no, go? no. You go ahead, Skip. Right. This is the because okay. I know where he's going. To your point, Keyshawn. The reason this just ripped my soul out. We had it in the palms of our hands. Right here. We had the division, and potentially we had the one seed yes. right in the palm right. of our hands. But we just got to keep doing what we've been doing. And we got to be ready to match the onslaught that we got hit in the nose and the mouth with out of the box at Buffalo. It requires senior leadership, veteran leadership, like the man to my right always provided for the dynastic 90s Cowboys. This would have been the game that Michael Irvin is screaming in the pregame locker room. Now it starts now. This is it. They weren't ready to play. And the two veteran leaders in the locker room, there are two of them, Michael Irvin. There's Demarcus Lawrence and there's Zach Martin. And I'll throw Tyron Smith in there as guys who who have been around, play at an extremely high level. Two of those three are going to be first ballot Hall of Famers. I don't know, Demarcus Lawrence might wind up in the Hall of Fame someday. He's played at a high level for a long time. So what happens right away? On the first third and four, Buffalo takes the ball all the way down to third and four at the six-yard line. And what does Demarcus Lawrence do? Here's what he did. If we could please see this. It's just stupid. It's just, it's, it's, it's so unlike him. 
because the pass is it's it's incomplete. We just held him to three. And he just he just shoves it, Josh Allen down. It's just silly. It's, Josh it's just, is pointing like he hit him in his face, yeah, which he okay, did. Okay, but it's just unnecessary. And Demarcus Lawrence knows better than that. Yes. And it cost us four points. They're big points early because it cost you the momentum. It gave That's Buffalo the, the magic of it. Like, we got them. All of a sudden, Buffalo's on fire because they scored an opening drive touchdown instead of we, we held them to just three. Okay, and now on the next possession, it's second and six at our 29, and Dak Prescott has Brandon Cooks wide open deep. Mm. If we could see this, please. You have to make this throw if you're going to win MVP because this is on the road at Buffalo. You've got him. You've got him. And and you just overthrew him. And I'd much rather it be under – I mean, overthrown than underthrown. But still – it's, it's just a play that you have to make. It's just one of those road plays, Michael, that you and Troy, you just you go to Washington, you go to New York, you go to Philadelphia. That's the play you have to make to set the early tone. Well, it, it, wait, 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 I, I'd rather him on the throw this. Because would then, you? Okay. Well, All right, then maybe get interference. Okay, I understand. Let me get a play at the ball, something. Yeah, except a lot of times he underthrows not on purpose. Right. You know, like the, if, if you do it on purpose, you got me, but, but not that. And, and now we get to third and six at the 29 in the next possession. And Dak takes off and runs, and he gets blasted late. If we could see this, he slides, and he gets hit late, and the flags fly. And here comes flying into the play Zach Martin. Zach Martin is the first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay, so you, you're going to get the flag. You're gonna, it's, it's obvious. Flags are flying everywhere. And, and here comes Zach Martin in like he's got to have Dak's back. Well, the refs already had his back for you. There's no reason to come in and knock down the, the kid who did it. It's, it's just, it's, it, you're, you're a first ballot Hall of Famer, and but, on the road at Buffalo, you can't do that. You I know two plays in this skip mm-hmm. that's not championship worthy. It's not, it's, right? I, I agree. You, you're, you're not, Bingo. When you Bingo. have Demarcus Lawrence yes. doing what he did, and now Zach Warren doing these are veteran doing leaders. in a missed throw. That's not championship I, I, worthy. That's what I'm trying to tell you. All right, now let's get to the, the punt issue. This is Sam Williams, who has blocked punts before. He has athletic explosiveness, and he explodes in, and, and he has got the punter dead to rights, and he leaves his feet for reasons I don't know because the punt goes beneath him. All you have to do is play the football off the foot. And if you touch football, you can blast the punter all you want. You have to touch the football first. And he lets him kick the ball beneath him. Mm. It's incomprehensible. It's bad football. It's, it's, it's dumb football. It's, it's not championship football. It's right. another right. play Close that if you make eyes. it, right. if you make it, you got him dead to rights. If you finish that play, hey, it's the ball's bouncing backwards. Maybe it bounces to the end zone and you fall on it. And, and all of a sudden you have a whole different story going on. Let me just throw two more at you. So now in the third quarter, we're driving the football. And maybe if we cut it to 21 to 10, maybe you'd start saying, okay, maybe we got a shot here. And it gets to third and one at the 29. And if I could show you what Dak did here, this is third and one at the 29. And he drops back from under center and he's deer in headlights and he goes down. So, so on third and one, that's third and one. You, you took a 10-yard sack and it's over, man. That's it. That was the end of the game for me was that right there. Third and one, and here comes a blitzer, right? And you're, you're deer and blitz headlights, right? 
And finally, if we could see Dak's overthrow interception that, that completely ended it with 1047 left in the fourth quarter, I just got to show this. This is bad Dak. This, this is everything that I have never loved about Dak. Okay, it's just a – I don't even know what it was. I don't even know. Was the ball getting wet? Was it getting – because that was a monsoon. Oh, so now the ball is wet. So this is right about the time. No, 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 no. Right here, Dak, Dak Red. You, you can see on the, on the shallow out, Dak thought that the cornerback was going to come up and he'd get CeeDee yeah, Lamb behind him. him. The top. And then he got caught in between, not knowing if he's throwing in front or in back. And, and the ball just kind of got away. It's fourth down. It didn't matter anymore. All right. Now back to the defense. To your point about Micah Parsons, he's an extraordinary rusher of the passer. But if you scheme just to run at him and run at him and run at him all night, you, you make the best point. There's a time when Lawrence Taylor is still going to wreck the game. He's going to say, oh, you want to run at me? And he's going to shed blocks. He's going to out-quick blocks. In Lawrence's case, he's going to out-physical blocks. Micah is not physical at all. When he sees run come to his side, he just sort of gives up and starts fading back in and gets pushed off the ball and is no factor. He had no solo tackles. They ran at him all night long. He had zero solos. He had two assisted tackles. I think we have them. They're just too assisted on down well, the field. they made a decision not yeah. to block him multiple okay. times. And multiple times. Because they're just saying, okay, yeah. tackle somebody. Yeah. Show us you can yeah. tackle somebody with the ball. Okay, this is the first Micah. He just sort of chases the ball down. You can see him trying to hold on. And he's not even physical enough to, mm. to hold the, you know, stop the runner from just going for five more yards. I think here's the second one. But everything that went on in their defense is not Michael Parsons. It's, it's, right. it's, it's another a chase. combination yeah, of a no, yeah. multitude of things. But this yeah. right here. That, that, I'm just saying, this is the guy who was the odds-on defensive player of the year going into this game. He was no, the I, I understand, favorite. But, but they've had a great plan put together, though, Skip, yeah. where they were going to at times run away from him and run at 14, which is a smaller guy in right. the box. Marquise right. in, 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 in what right. Micah needed to do was play chase. He, he didn't play chase fast oh, enough in this game. Oh, you need to stop thinking and play ball. Yeah. And that's why I'm giving him a direction. And, and this is coming off of this is coaching. This is coaching. This is scheme. This is, I'm telling you, you're either get playing scheme beating scheme or man beating man. This is scheme beating scheme. They got to put Michael Parsons in better areas so he can be successful. That is correct. That's on Dan Quinn, not just Michael Parsons. All right. And to your point, Keyshawn, about soft up the middle. We have one run stuffer on that defense. His name is Jonathan Hankins that they picked up from the Raiders yeah. going back a year ago. Mm -hmm. And he was out with a high ankle sprain. Okay. And they have to call upon their first-round draft pick this year, Mozzie Smith out of Michigan, to be that dude. And he, he did a few good things. He had one solo and one assist. And he did have the only sack in the game. I'll give him that. But in general, Mozzie Smith has been a disappointment this year so far. He's just a baby, and I get that. But you're asking him a lot. Yesterday, he got called upon, and he wasn't ready for that because the Buffalo offensive line blew us off the football, yeah. including our yeah. quote-unquote middle linebacker. We have two of them. Marquise Bell, you're right. He's a former safety. He can fly around the Small. football field. But if you – if you let him get engaged by an offensive lineman, he's got no chance. Yeah, so you have to I scheme about 100 pounds. it. That, that right. is correct. Or maybe right. more. Maybe, maybe more. more. Yeah. This is why I tried and to tell y'all. Y'all so hard-headed you don't want to listen. Yeah, I tried to tell you. Shaq Leonard is in the building. But, oh, he ain't going to help us. He ain't doing nothing for Philly. Okay. Okay. You kept saying when guys became available on the defensive side of the ball, you don't care. You didn't need him because you had the number one top defense going. Mm. But yet and still, we watched 266 
yards okay. be run down your throat that is correct. in Buffalo yesterday. But weirdly, at home, nobody runs it down our throat. Why is that? But here, are we here, more here, confident? No, because the offense is putting up 40 points, and they are okay. chasing. Here, right. back to the original that I gave on the footprint in the blueprint. Point. You need to make sure... Mike, Mike, Mike McCarthy talked about this at the beginning. He said complimentary football. They had the ball 35 minutes, 35 to 25, and they ran the ball. This dude completed seven passes. Seven passes. Josh Allen completed seven passes. Out of 15. And, one, and that's all he That's all he needed. That's all he needed yeah. to win this football game. So we're saying, yeah, you got to stop this run. Or you, if you can't stop the run, and I know you can't stop the run. I watched this team a couple years ago when they were giving up two, 300 yards to everybody. I called them then the Oprah Winfrey defense. I mean, they were, you get 300 yards, you get 300 yards, you get three. I was like, what is going on? So I knew they had that in them. I need that offense to put up the 40 you that you put up at home yeah. on the road to make sure that Josh Allen throws the ball more than seven times. Anybody throwing yeah. the ball only seven times is going to win a but game. But I told you on Friday, y'all not putting up 40. you barely scoring 24. So I don't understand. Yeah, but, but all of a sudden, you're thinking at home. Let me, let me say too, first of all, the opponents don't, don't, that you're hanging the 40 on, let's be right. honest with each other. Those, Yeah, you beat Seattle. They still hung 35 on your defense. Mm. You beat right. an arch rival. Right. The offense put up something. Right. Go ahead. You, you right. beat an arch rival okay. in Philadelphia. Yeah, that was y'all Super Bowl, man. Y'all put a lot into that. Yeah, that was right. an emotional. You forgot about these other right. two teams. Now, that play. I play. That okay. I play because I say this all the time. No. It's hard to rebound for okay. another game seven days later. So that I say What yes. was our offense up against yesterday? The Buffalo Bills did not have no. Micah Hyde. No. They no. did not have A.J. Epinesa, who's one of their but, best passers. But passes. they lost up front, Skip. Okay. They did not have much of Von Miller, who played 24 no, snaps no. and did nothing yesterday. They're, they're without Matt Milano. They're without Tredavious White. They're not what they were at the first of the year. And that happened to Dak and yeah, company? Yeah, but scheme, just because really? you don't have the bodies and the names on the back of the jersey, sometimes a scheme negates all of that. Right, right. And that's what I'm saying. That's it, why it, I started this with scheme, with scheme and scheme. And, and let me, those runs, those runs, Nobody were touching. Nobody was touching them. Yeah. James Cooks was – and and if you think they were running wide open, if you think Dallas got lost in eye candy with Buffalo, yeah. wait to wait, wait Miami come in here with the eye candy. And Dallas has this problem, Skip, Key. They, they, you're, you're watching all of this. You're watching all this. You get out of position. These runs – Nobody's touching them for 10, 11 yards down the field. You no. see what I mean? That's a concern. That's not just talent. That scheme, you got to put something better together to help better, better together to help you. Yeah, you had, you had a lot of talent yesterday trying to leave out early, though, Michael. Uh, you know, 31 to 3, you tried to sneak out the door. Man, and listen, him. man, it was Skip, you tried to sneak out on him. I mean, I, it, it, you, you, I, I appreciate you're supposed that. supposed to be a cowboy, man. Look at Michael. Here, man. Look at no, him. No, no, joking I, right I caught him. Caught him trying to sneak out. I get I get back to my hotel room <laughs> and I'm start and I'm why am I phone blowing up? What's going on? <laughs> he and tried over, to he not got me vi he got me going viral talking about it. I didn't even know he took this picture. I don't even yeah. know where he took that picture. I'm yeah. like, boy, you know what? As yeah, you so. tried to sneak so, out. So in a few minutes, we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield and the Bucs maybe winning the South Ooh, over Keyshawn's New Orleans. Well, Baker, and right hey, now, Baker the, went Dallas, now. the Dallas Cowboys only hope 
is to be able to go play Baker at Baker like we played Brady at Brady last year. Maybe we could win that game in the first round and then get embarrassed. Oh, so you don't in the even want to go to the Saints, huh? Ooh. You scared of them too? <laughs> I'm scared of the Saints at home. home. Okay. You saw what they did to the Giants yesterday. Ooh. All right, in a moment, we got to talk about last night's game. I'm going to make a case of why Lamar can beat the 49ers, that's a week from tonight, and win MVP. Here we go. No mercy, no mercy. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride-or-dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite Happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. The Ravens won 23-7 to last night at Jacksonville as they continue to make their case. They're the AFC's best team. Lamar Jackson continued to make his case for MVP. But next up, Baltimore at San Francisco a week from tonight on Christmas night. Merry Christmas to all of us. The 49ers won easily, of course, at Arizona yesterday, 45 to 29. They're now four and a half point favorites over the Ravens. Richard Sherman, good morning to you. Can you make any case the Ravens are better than the 49ers? No, no, I cannot. No, I cannot. Skip, and you know why I cannot because the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the National Football League, and they have been for the majority of this season. They did have that three-game skid, uh, missing Debo Samuels and, and Trent, William. Trent Williams. But I, I, I do think this is going to be a competitive ballgame. I think it's going to be close. I think Lamar Jackson and how dynamic and unique he is is going to present problems for the San Francisco 49ers. They allowed the, the Arizona Cardinals to run the ball a little bit more successfully than they usually have. But they will have Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave back for this game. So I expect it to be a little different. I expect uh, them to be better against the run. The Ravens are going to be without Keaton Mitchell, their home run hitter. So that'll make a difference. Um, Charvarius Ward is playing all pro defense, leading the league and passes defense. Um, and had a really good game with two interceptions against the Arizona Cardinals. So I think they're firing on all cylinders at the right time. Oof. Yeah. It- and, and, and I don't think that they're better than San Francisco right now. I, you said it, San Francisco. Not San Francisco is not just the best team in the National Football League. It's the best football team in the world right now. I don't know any football team assembled that is better 
than them. That being said, Lamar's the perfect pill. If you're going to get in and beat that perfect team, he is the perfect pill. Lamar, this Lamar, this Lamar with this Raven team, and I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. This Lamar who's sitting in the pocket, I mean just sitting in the pocket waiting for guys to come open, really what I call trusting his wide receivers over his legs now. Mm -hmm. He's trusting his wide receivers over his legs. He still has those legs, and sometimes he'll use them and come out and, and start running. But sometimes he's using those legs just to dance in that little pocket. And, man, he can dance, boy, like Fred Astaire. I'll give you somebody current like Michael Jackson <laughs> or Usher. I mean, he has some feet in them pockets. And, 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 and he has the weapons now around him. I told you guys a couple weeks ago when they lost Mark Andrews, that's mm, that's a big loss. Yeah. And it, it is a big loss. And, and hopefully he gets healthy. And now we know he may even be coming back maybe. this season. Maybe, yeah. maybe. But I told you then, that likely kid ain't bad. I said he is, he is not Mark Andrews. Not that physical presence and that physicalness in the run game. But he's athletic and he gets up the field. And yesterday, he got up the field. He made great plays again. This team can beat. The new uh, beat the San Francisco 49ers now, yeah. but they got to play one of their best games to beat them. Okay, I'm going to echo what Richard said about Keaton Mitchell. This kid came out of nowhere. He ran 4-3 coming out of college. He was a great story for them. They had lost J.K. Dobbins, and all of a sudden they found a burner that really complemented their other two backs because he gave them a home run hitter they did not have. In the fourth quarter last night, he wrecked his knee, and John Harbaugh said after the game, it looks like he's gone for the season. It's just a crusher, just the way Mark Andrews was a crusher or J.K. was a crusher. They've had a bunch of crushers this year, and yet... They still show up. They just show up because they have two things that you can't teach your coach or snap your fingers and find, and that is that quarterback and that Ravens tradition. They have a big game defensive tradition, a mindset that they bring to the biggest stages because it was set in stone as we go all the way back to Ray Lewis and my man T. Sizzle, and you can just go on and on. They, they have a purple tradition, play like a Raven today. And I, I admire it because I think it's legit and I think it will play at San Francisco. So we did see earlier this year, Joe Burrow went, on, went in there and just put on a clinic. But right. to Richard's point, they didn't have Debo and they didn't have Trent. And I, right. I, I got you. They did have pretty much everybody at that point on defense, and they got picked to pieces by Joe Burrow. Lamar is capable of doing the same right. thing. He does it a little different way because he's going to do it with his dart-throwing arm and his legs. And last night... He was just sensational with both. I mean, with both. Do not discount the dart throwing because if we could see the one play made in the second quarter to Odell over the middle, you, you want to talk about gamer, baller. This, this is just guts, man. Where you stand in, you know you're going to get hit Look right in the mouth, and, and you find Odell over the middle Ooh. with some mustard on it. He, it. It has some juice on it. And – that, that's a play. That, that's where your sideline says, we got him and you don't got him, right? Right. He's on our side. Mm. And then you mentioned the likely play later in the game. If we could see him escape and escape and escape. 
I don't know. There's no nobody in football can do that. And then it looks like he's going to get him again. Right. Smoots after him, and he throws it up to Likely, and it was a good throw because he threw right. it up where he could go get it. Right. right? And it wasn't time. a pass in a prayer. Yeah. That, and right. it's incredible that he, even after that first guy comes across his shoulder, the old Lamar Jackson is gone after that one. You're not going to touch me against you. Now he's running around this end. He's gone. Not this Lamar. This Lamar put his eyes right back upfield and said, where can I throw this football? That is the difference. And that's what makes the Baltimore Ravens a dangerous football team that Lamar Jackson yeah, is playing like. But, but the, the San Francisco 49ers would pray, hope, and believe in a game plan where Lamar Jackson sits in the pocket. I guarantee you, if you if you told Steve yeah. Wilkes that, hey, Lamar Jackson's going to sit in the pocket this entire game, he would say, hey, sign me up for that every day and twice on Sundays because that gives his team with Nicholas John Bosa, Chase Young, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, and company – the guy right where they want to be. Can these tackles stand up against that? We talked. You talked about uh, when Joe Burrow came to town, and yeah. he did have a fantastic game. Right, Joe did. came into his own that game. But, again, they did not have Chase Young in that game. And Chase Young has been a difference maker since he's come into the fold. Their entire rush plan has been different with him in the fold. And they're just doing it at a really high level. I hear what you guys are saying, right. but I don't hear answers for Tyshawn, Raekwon, Samuel. I don't hear right. answers for George Kittle. I don't hear answers from for Brandon Ayuk. And then you didn't even mention Christian McCaffrey. So I hear the well, things well, okay. that you guys are saying right. about tradition and, and Lamar and all that, but show me something on tape. This offense gets stagnant at times. They go through, get, through lulls in games where they, they go do. two, they three do. quarters without scoring points. You right. do not get to do that against the San Francisco 49ers. They are, they are not, they, San Francisco 49ers don't play, hey, we play good in some games, they play bad in some games. When they are complete and it's a big game, small game, preseason game, postseason game, they show up, they score points. And they do it in waves. And so I think um, if you're showing me something outside the tape, I've seen this Baltimore Ravens offense struggle. I've seen the defense give up points. And I've seen San Francisco's defense give up points. I've seen them have, have struggle against the run game in this game against Arizona Cardinals. So, yes, there may be an avenue if they can run the ball like that. But I, I just don't see this happening. I, I, I don't concur with the conclusion that you want Lamar Jackson sitting in the pocket. Now, you can, have, you, can have, you can have lane integrity as you are rushing most quarterbacks and say we can keep them in the pocket, but you come on, come on, have lane integrity, but I need just a little sliver. And Mark, Lamar Jackson gets through that sliver. See, you're not worried about Joe Burrow and those other guys when you keep them in the pocket. If they get through that sliver, what damage they'll do to your defense on the back end. You are worried about Lamar Jackson. So, yeah, you want him to stay in the pocket, but you better cover up those with holes because if it gets dark in that pocket, he starts running. There's a whole nother trouble that Joe Burrow and those guys can't bring you. That's the whole difference in why Lamar Jackson, I think, in this situation will be dangerous. I, I hear you. He's been sacked 34 times, so they, they find a way to get to him. Let's not act like he's been untouched this whole season. He got sacked three times in this ball game, and, and a number of right. other times they had a chance at the sack like, like this play we're watching right there. So I hear right. what you're saying. He's, this offensive line has not right. protected him as well as people have, have given him credit. Right, and, and, I, and we're saying the same thing here. I'm okay with the sacks. You know what? Because that, that means he's looking upfield. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I don't want to see you, you didn't get sacked and not looking upfield, I'd rather have those. He is going to be the difference in that football game. I, I don't even know which way I'm going, but I'm saying there's a possibility that they can win. I didn't say they will win So because of Lamar. Yeah, Richard, 
This is the one human in the National Football League who can rise above even the 49ers at the 49ers. He would have to have a very special game, and I'm talking about a four-quarter game where he was just magically on fire with arm and legs. But he is capable, and he will take this as a personal challenge, even though he's not going to admit it publicly to the media. But this is an MVP battle with Brock Purdy, and Brock is playing at a supremely high level, and he has seized the MVP lead to me after yesterday. Looked like he was going to be down and out for a little while yesterday. He took a hit to the head and he missed a play and Sam Darnold came in and then he came right back in and just kept firing and firing. He just on, he's been on fire except for that three game stretch. So the, the point is Lamar looks so much happier than he did a year ago when he was shutting it down, as you recall, because he was in the contract snafu with the Ravens, which I never understood that why they put him through that, but they did and they paid for it last year. And then they had to pay him what they should have paid him from the start And now all is well. There's peace and harmony with the Ravens. They've lost some key players, but they still have that quarterback. And if you watched him after the game last night, he's just happy. He's having a really good time playing football. And you can tell he is just ready for this challenge to go to San Francisco. I hear you. I, I, I just I, I've seen Lamar Jackson play at MVP level. I'm sorry, Skip. I've seen it. And, and the Ravens fans were upset because it was like he's not an MVP candidate right now with with 22 touchdowns on the season. I'm sorry. And people say, oh, you're just stat watching. Well, stats matter. Stats matter when you talk about MVP. If some if we would have gave the MVP to somebody with 22 touchdowns on the season when he had 50. I guarantee you Ravens fans would have been jumping up in arms and protesting outside yeah, the NFL no, offices because that's ridiculous. But so we're, we're not going to do the same thing here. Brock Purdy has 32 touch. I mean, 31 touchdowns total on the season. He has 29 passing touchdowns. He leading the league in that category, leading the league in uh, 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 touchdowns, passing yards per attempt. Efficiency. He had a 93 QBR this past game. It was the best. Uh, I mean, Skip. Best so, of the weekend. So yep. what we're talking about in every single matchup where you where you said there's been an MVP versus MVP matchup. When he played Dallas, MVP versus MVP, he thrives. When you talk to Philadelphia Eagles, MVP versus MVP, he thrives. Um, you talk about the rest of the the year that he's been having. Skip. He's had four games where he's thrown for four touchdowns. Every other quarterback in the National Football, there's been 11 that have done it. They've done it once. He's done it three times already. So, I mean, I hear the matchup, but I'm not necessarily painting it that way. I think the San Francisco 49ers are a more complete team. The Baltimore Ravens are more dependent on what Lamar Jackson. I think he's the most you one of the most unique and special players to ever play the quarterback position to ever play any position in this game. He's an incredible talent. I think if they game plan and uh, Todd Munkin. Keeps him in the pocket, and that's the way you want to think you're going to beat the San Francisco 49er. I think it's a mistake. They have struggled with mobile quarterbacks in the past. That can be an opportunity for you to make headway to use his legs to get him down the field. Now, if you say, hey, we're not going to use his legs, and we're going to make him be the quarterback, make him be a pocket passer, I, I don't think that's the way you can beat the San Francisco 49 so, And I don't either. All. I think you use his legs, but I'm saying you make the base the passing game well, you have and to. you add that you add what yeah. he's done over the you add that to it and that makes it dangerous yeah so richard are you saying mvp is over there's nothing lamar can do right. a week from tonight that would vault him even even like uh, up into the same ballpark with brock purdy 
I mean, it, it, it be tough, unless you're just changing the way MVP is. He won the MVP with 50 touchdowns. He had 14 rushing. He had 36 passing. He, he Unbelievable season. Now, if he ends the season with those stats or, or something similar, he can be 45. He can throw it 35 touchdowns. But he would have to – he has 16 right now. He'd have to have 20 passing touchdowns in the next three games to be in there. If you're not top 10 in passing touchdowns, you're not top – you know, 10, 15 and rushing touchdowns. I don't see how that's MVP statistically. I, when he won the MVP, okay. it was because he was top five in those categories statistically. He was playing outstanding, both with his legs. He was a top runner. He was a top passer. Yeah. But I, I just don't see those statistics coming in the next three years. I got you. But remember, this for, for us, I think we're eye testing it. It's just what your eyes are telling you. Because remember, at yeah. Pittsburgh, remember how many balls they dropped on Lamar? They dropped a bunch I, of balls. I, I hear you. I, I, yeah. Skip, skip. Eye test is cool, but they, they will eventually look at the stats and say, sure. uh, 3,000 yards, you know, under 20 touchdowns. Is that an MVP of the National Football League? That'd be a change of the standard. Okay. Up next, we got to talk about what our guys, Terry Bradshaw and Gronk, said about the Cowboys last night after the game on Fox. They blasted our Dallas Cowboys. How right are they? No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Okay, now it's your turn. Swing away. Hashtag Unspeeded Live. Here we go. First tweet from Marcus Martinez. Keyshawn and Richard tried to tell Skip all week long about the Cowboys away from Jerry World. You know, somehow I told you so just doesn't quite say it, says Will Smith. Yeah, well, it doesn't. It doesn't do enough. You got me. Touche. Next tweet is from Munster, Inc. Skip and Michael (laughs) looking to see if Keyshawn here this morning. Yeah, we weren't afraid. We took it like men right between the eyes. Congratulations to Richard. Congratulations to Keyshawn. You know, it's a long season. Thanks. No, no, it's not long anymore. It's not that much longer. Yeah, exactly, Richard. (laughs) Nice try. (laughs) And finally, from Dylan. I'm praying that Lamar Jackson leads the Ravens to a victory over the 49ers on Christmas night. That way we don't have to pretend Brock Purdy is the MVP. We love you, Snoop. I mean, I hear you, but (laughs) he throws three touchdowns in that game like he's been doing. Good luck pretending. It will be over. I would agree. That game is about the MVP is what it's going to come down to. It will, but Lamar's going to have to come up really big. All right. Back to business on our Fox postgame show following Bills 31, Cowboys 10. This is what Terry Bradshaw, then Rob Gronkowski, had to say about the Dallas Cowboys. If you're a good football team and you're going on the road to play a good football team, you take that intensity with you. They don't do it. I don't know why I believe in Dallas. I love their coach. Why don't they take it on the road and get nasty? They don't do it. They sit back and they they just look like, come on, just take all you want from me. We'll just go ahead and look stupid. You want to know something, Terry? When you're a team and you can't go on the road and win a big game in a hostile environment with weather that isn't on, on your side, isn't in your favor, it means you're not mentally tough. And the Dallas Cowboys are not a mentally tough football team. That being said, it has been shown last year in the playoffs. It has been shown the year before in the playoffs. It has been shown this year twice now because they got absolutely blown out versus a good team in San Francisco when they went on the road as well. Whew. Scathing. Richard, 
Do you agree with what Terry and Gronk had to say about the Cowboys? I mean, I, I don't know if I agree with everything they said. Um, I know they don't play well on the road, Skip. I know that Michael Parsons didn't, it did not show up in that game and rarely shows up in these big games that you need him to show up in. True. Uh, he did play well against the Philadelphia Eagles. He got a sack that game. But last year, if you, if you remember, throughout all of December in the playoffs in January, he had a sack and a half. He did. He got his sack, sack third game of the season around the 18th of December. This year, he got his sack against the Philadelphia Eagles. He may not get another nothing but a half sack the rest of the way, and that will be about the, what he does. And so they don't run the ball well. I remember you saying, Tony Pollard and CMC, you know, he's just a little bit better. Skip, that was, that was a fabrication of the truth then. It's a fabrication of the truth now. It that was is, not that, last that year. Is, no. It was last year. It was last year. It was the year before that. It was any other year where Tony Pollard and CMC have played the same sport. No. But whatever. I, I understand. You you said Bell, your linebacker, oh, has been a revelation. No, he's an undersized player, and good teams will find him, and they'll run the ball down your throat because you do not play undersized linebackers in the National Football League. You got a 200-pound mic. They're going to 200-pound, move him up out of there. And that's what Buffalo did. They moved him up out of there. You see those plays where they scored touchdowns, those plays where they got big gains? It's because they moved the, the 33s and the 30s and the 14s and the 1s. And they said, you're not big enough to play in the box. And they said, we're going to move you out of the box. Mm. And they did that consistently and effectively. And that's what every team's going to do. That's what Arizona did. That's, it's, it's schematically very tough to do. The, the Chargers tried to do that one year. Um, where they were playing undersized, they were playing DBs in the box, and it was working out. And then they played New England, and New England ran, they just gotten power eye and just powered it straight down their throat the rest of the game and well. put them out of the yeah. playoffs. They did. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was crazy. And so that's why you don't do it. And offensively, you talk about C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott and McCarthy, and hey, we got it figured out. You don't have it figured out. You've, you've played against teams that you have figured out. The Philadelphia Eagles – you played a really good game. The Seattle Seahawks you played a really good game. But Skip, you're gonna your road to the Super Bowl is gonna go through the through the road. You're gonna go on the road, and you're gonna have to win. And I don't think you can. Okay. And by the way, quick point of order before Key goes. Mm -hmm. I had one bright spot yesterday, and it was Tony Pollard. I thought he ran hard, and he ran well. He carried 11 times for almost five yards of carry, and I'll take that, but that's about all I'll take from that game. But go ahead. Yeah, they ran a few draw plays, late draws throughout the game. Right, garbage time. Effective on, there's no question about it. You, you talk about Terry Bradshaw and Rob Gronkowski and what they said. Skip, I don't believe from a mental standpoint that it's a problem for the team. They just got out physical. The, the physicality is too much for them. When you look at the teams that have basically bloodied their nose, you're talking about in the run game in Arizona. To a degree, Philadelphia ran the ball. Uh, they didn't run it uh, enough, in my opinion, but they ran it very effectively. And then, obviously, San Francisco. And then what we just saw yesterday against Buffalo. Mm -hmm. You know, your defense is allowing, in the games that you win, 266 total yards, 366 when you lose. That, so it's all falling on this defense. Then when you talk about yards per game, 88 when you win, 200 when you lose. It, 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 you can't have it like that. It can't be that lopsided if you plan on making any hay at all. Again, I hate to be redundant in this. I tried to tell you you needed help on the defensive end. 
Okay, you try to tell me, no, we, we're, we're stacked. Our defense is fine. Yeah, you're fine against the Giants. You're fine against the New York Jets. Like, you're fine against those type of teams. Were we fine against the Eagles at home? Okay, the, mm-hmm. you, you split mm-hmm. with the Eagles you something are. that you do every single year. I know, but we should have beaten them at I, Philly. We did everything you, but. Yeah, everything well, but. We had them. Everything okay, but. but you can't you say we them. got blown off the field at Philadelphia like we did you, at Buffalo you, you, and at you, San Francisco. You, 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 they offensively dominated you. They did what they needed to do from an offensive standpoint. You're now playing Chase, uh, 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 Chase again against the Philadelphia Eagles. You're playing Chase. You're behind. Okay? Philly, only way Philly is going to surrender th- this division is they've got to lose games. I doubt that they lose to the New York Giants in Arizona. I doubt it very seriously. So you will be on the road going up against competition. You mentioned maybe it's the Buccaneers. Maybe you go into New Orleans, it's the Saints or something like that. Who knows? But you're going to be on the road. Mm-hmm. Not only that, let's fast forward to next week against Miami. Miami's averaging 140 yards on the ground. Okay? It's more finesse than what that was last night. It's not bulldozer <laughs> football. Yeah, but your defense isn't it, fast enough. To, your defense I'll, isn't fast I, we, we have a better chance against that. Marquise Bell has a better chance against Mostert and company and what they're doing with those I, guys. I disagree with you. you know? I disagree with you. They, they don't sledge Because him. one of the things that happens is it becomes a copycat league. They're going to pull the Arizona mm-hmm. film, the Philly, the 49ers, and the Bills. And they're going to package that up because the, what they're going to do is they're going to call Kyle Shanahan and Anthony Lynn, the run game coordinator, and they're going to have communication with them about what they did to you in the run game. Okay? And they're going to give them some stuff as they watch the film to pair with their running style. Now, I understand what you're saying. You put a 200-pound linebacker on the field. And watch what happens. You watch what happened to you. Now, you'll be coming back Please. the following Monday mm-hmm. talking about, well, you know, that's what you're going to do. You're going to have straight frogs on your face. Keyshawn. Keyshawn, what? He, he can run and he can tackle, but he got bulldozed. He was getting hit in the mouth by 350 pounds. But you act like you act like them big linemen in Miami's 100 pounds. Yeah, that's if just I get a, if, I, if I get a 290-pound guy up on yeah. you, and then I double down before I slide up to the next level. Yeah. That's 300 pounds. I mean, that's 600 pounds. You can't get off of that. Okay. I'm going to go back to what Terry said and Gronk said. I 1,000% agree with both of them because they're on to something that I have been on. My biggest issue with Mike McCarthy and ultimately with Dak Prescott is what they're talking about. Mike McCarthy is... At his worst, when he's trying to get a football team emotionally ready to play a big road game against a team that was emotionally ready to play at home. You guys both know this game is played with emotion in the end. You have to be ready to play football. You both played for really good football teams at the highest level. And when it was time to go on the road and win a football game, as you did, Keyshawn, at Philadelphia once upon a time, You have to be emotionally ready for the onslaught of the home emotion. You have to match fire with immediate fire and show them you're there for the duration. All four quarters, you're going to be right there. Richard, I can't remember what what was your biggest road win, the early Seahawks. Where did you have to go to 
Um, 49ers, that's a great that question, was at your yeah. place. No. Yeah, probably 40, 40, nah, yeah, 49ers was at our place. I, yeah. I don't remember our biggest road win necessarily. I mean, we always had battles with Cam and, and Carolina did. and those guys. You those did. were always good ones. Yeah, but, um, but, but yeah. look, it's, it's, it's a game that requires the psychology of being ready to play. It's different than the other sports. The other sports, you can ease into them a little bit more. But in this case, Terry talked about the intensity. I know in a heartbeat whether my team's ready to play or not. I can tell you after four or five plays on offense and defense, are they ready to play? They were deadheaded. They were flat-footed coming right out of the gate yesterday. And as Terry said, I like their coach. Well, I, that's, that's like an oxymoron to me because I can't like a coach who can't get a team ready to play. This team doesn't have a Michael Irvin that can get the team ready to play in the locker room despite the coach. We have veteran leaders in Demarcus Lawrence, stupid early penalty, and Zach uh, Martin, stupid early penalty. And Tyron Smith is, is a, as you know, Keyshawn, he's a quiet guy. He just stays to himself. So you can't get emotion generated from that, But how is that on Mike McCarthy, though? Okay. I don't because somebody has to go in. It's on Jimmy Johnson. Listen, Jimmy Johnson, well, one of the they, great but, motivators but in the history say, of the what I would, Here's what I would say about that. Because I had a quiet leader in Tony Dungy. Yeah. But the one thing that we had oh, is what Rich McKay did is we had leaders on both sides of did the football. Did you have leaders? You we had, had voices, and voices and leaders. Listen, Derrick so Brooks was on. not going to accept this. But this ain't on okay. Mike McCarthy. Okay, but who else in the no. locker room? Show me. It, but it's not on Mike McCarthy. Well, he's not going to all of a sudden... Somebody has to set He's not going to all of a sudden be a public speaker <clears throat> in something that he's never been. No. It's just not, it's not who he yeah. is. I mean, that's that's the point, Skip. You have no tone setters. Exactly. Like, you want to know what Super Bowl teams have? Exactly. They have tone setters. So you want to know why you know you're not a Super Bowl team? You don't have tone setters. And as Michael Irvin always says, you want to beat a team, you attack their weakness. You want to break a team, you attack their strength. And your strength is Micah Parsons. And teams consistently attack him in the run game. And if they can do that, and that's your guy, then they can break your team anytime they want to. And a lot of times, that's what they're doing. Stop putting 14s and 30s at the line of scrimmage. Are you going to watch them get drove 10, 15, 20 yards down the field? I saw 33 almost get drove into the end zone by he Dawkins. Did. And so got hurt you, you, you look at this. Yep. I mean, I would imagine he got hurt because he you should not be in that situation where you're in a one-on-one with a 350-pound lineman. But when you've gotten away with it all season and you get in that rhythm and you're like, oh, man, nobody's noticed this. Nobody's found us out. Well, they found you now. They found out, hey, this is what this is what people should attack. And this tape exists. Now, talking about the Miami Dolphins and Mike McDaniel, he's even meaner than Kyle Shanahan in the run game when it comes to drawing up the runs and drawing up motions. Because it's not just, hey, I'm going to stand still and hit you in the mouth. I'm going to put so much in, in so much fluff, so much disguise, so much motion in your face, you will not know where the ball is. And if you can't find it, by the time you find it, it's a track meet, and you got to find my guy, Raheem Mostert, Devin and Shane, um, Waddle, Tyreek. Tyreek will be back this game. And there's so many issues there that, Skip, it's going to be you, another L. Skip, how do you feel about next week? I can tell you this. Miami will not have 266 yards rushing. Want to bet? They might have 300. Okay, want a bat? Want a bat? They won't have Skip, 266. I'll, I'll, bet you, I'll bet you they beat you. 
Okay, but how about Russia? That's what I'm saying. They won't have 266. I'll bet you they beat you. I don't know that they'll have 266, but whatever it is that they have will affect the outcome of the game. I could say that. Okay, so on the road this year, we went to Arizona and gave up 222. Then we went to San Francisco and gave up 170. Then at Buffalo, 266. At Eagles, it was 109 and then 106 to the Eagles at home. So it didn't hurt us that much. It wasn't the tone setter for the whole football game. Well, they, had, I a keep more balance, you, they had more yeah. of a balanced attack. Okay, but Swift doesn't scare me. Like, I, I don't know what got into James they don't, Cook. They don't run like, the ball. They didn't run the ball nearly as much in terms yeah. of the carries, but it was more of a balanced attack. Okay, but remember, last year, Philadelphia led the whole league in rushing. That's okay. okay? Yeah. They lead the division right now in everything. They're yeah. at the top of the division. I don't care about last year, Skip. Okay. What are so, you doing with your defense right, right now, okay. today? This is just me. Stopping the run is some about pride and desire. You, you have to be psychologically, emotionally ready. We're not going to allow this today to happen to us. That's how they'll be going to Miami because they need the media to motivate them. I tell you guys, it happened. I've been doing this for a long time. Dallas came out with fat cat syndrome yesterday. They, they walked on the field. You could just see their body language like, does Buffalo know who's here now? It's like you just roll your helmets out there with the star on it, and they say, oh, we quit. No, they, they so didn't they quit. Need, so they need Richard and myself or whoever. Yeah. They need to get shamed. We, we, we yeah. picked Buffalo to win the game. I, I got what you. more shaming you okay. need? Okay, well, now you're, you're shaming said, them. You you're saying that right, Richard just said they might go for 300 yards. So I'm Skip, skip. I told you the San Francisco 49ers would beat them. I told them they were better than them on every level of the defense. I said they're frauds and pretenders before they played the San Francisco 49ers, and they got beat by 32. Okay, I don't wait, think wait it a second. Time out. They're not built like that. Wait. I, th this man who just spoke owes me four dinners, and you owe me three, Two. but you paid off one. Two. I Two. think you owe me four. No, you lost yesterday. I, 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 okay. I, I, I didn't bet. I didn't. Whoa, 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 wait. I didn't bet one dinner yesterday. You never brought it up. I did not bet you okay. anything right. yesterday. I didn't bet. You, if you want to bring it up, I'll accept. But you got to start it. When you got to start when they it. Lose this, I when they it. lose this game, when they lose this game, you'll you'll I'll owe you one less dinner because we talked about that run of games. You said they'd only lose one. They've already okay. lost one. Okay. So they'll lose their second against the Miami Dolphins, and then there'll be a dog fight against the Detroit Lions. And then you may be in the fifth seed. You're going to be in the fifth seed, and you may have more of a Dog fight against the Bucks or the Saints, whoever you got to go see because you're on the road in that game too. Well, Skip, what's you guys the, are what's talking the, big and bold. What's today, the biggest? Aren't you? Skip, what's the? Like, I just want you. Every day. I want you to really tell me what's the problem on the road. I just want to know. Just, just tell me what's your problem on the road against against good teams. The funny part about just this tell is, me. for years in the past, go back six, seven, four, five, six, seven years ago. We were great on the road, and we were awful at home. And even last year, we went to Tampa Bay in a playoff game and blew them out. You got to give us that. I mean, we did that. Dak was sensational. And we went to San Francisco and held them to 19 points. Team that 19. Still riding okay, I'm just saying, but we did that. You say, what? Like, what's, they, what's, they, were under they were under 500. They were under 500. Yep. And the quarterback was headed to retirement. He was, but Are he was still the greatest player skip? who ever played. And I we give went in there you, as and you we, say, I give you okay, that. We knocked him out of the park, man. We blew him out. What about this year? Okay, this what about season? what about last year at San Francisco, I, 19 to 12? Was that a blowout? 
What what happened? Well, you scored twelve points. You scored twelve points. How, how could you? You got, you got beat you by s- a rookie seventh round pick. I, I can't you got believe, beat by a rookie seventh round pick. How could you pick? manage to score only nineteen <laughs> last year? Nineteen. Why do you keep going back to last year? Those it just happened. It's in this calendar year. No, what happened was yesterday. Well, I want to know from you. Oh. What's wrong with y'all on the road? You can't answer it. I I told you we were not ready to play. So you were we not got ready weak to play. leadership, and I think Rob's right. We are not mentally tough away from home. It's just okay. a mental toughness. So that I means agree. your season's over then because you're going to be away That's from home. That's what it sounds yeah. like. That's what it sounds <laughs> like. I, just, I already like. told you we need to go play Baker Mayfield in the first round at Tampa. That's what we need. I need ba- go Baker go and we can go down to Tampa. They're going to win their division and we'll open winning, up there. Winning again. Yeah. That's that's your only but, even if even, but, but even if you win there, you're still on the road. We'd be on the road and we might just get embarrassed after that. I will be the first to admit that at this point. You are unbelievable. All right, next up, Sean Payton blows up at Russell Wilson on the sideline on Saturday night, and it got ugly. What was that about? No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Fall back down. Man, wild sequence on Saturday night in Detroit on two straight plays. The Broncos came very, very close to scoring. I thought they did score. Sean Payton opted not to challenge either play. So here are the two plays. The first one is second and goal. Pass play. In the middle. Boy, it looks so close. Boy, I thought he broke the plane. No challenge. Okay. And then now we go to third and goal. This is Javante Williams. That's a touchdown. It looked like he scored. It just looked like he Dude. broke the plane. Yes. No challenge. Now, this one right here is, watch this. Okay, so now they score, but the offensive that's guard had lined up, as we that's see, offside. But they say he was offside. Okay, so that pushes it back to fourth and goal from the five, and Sean Payton opts to take the field goal. Now, wait, there's nobody offside there to be. Okay, I think yeah, he just lined up offsides, but whatever. Go, go back to that. Go, if we go back to the beginning, you'll see this. Cause, cause okay. There um, was no one offsides. I don't think there's no one offsides. It doesn't look like it there. I saw another <laughs> down the, the line the shot. Copy, it did look right, like it's helmet. Copy. No, no, no. I don't see Ain't nobody's offsides. I don't see there. In the TV copy, they showed that no one was offsides. Okay, all right. So then Sean Payton takes the field goal, even though Denver at that point is trailing 28 to 7. It went on to, what was it, 42 to 19 or whatever it was. Okay, so as the Broncos' offensive players left the field, you have to figure Russell Wilson said something to Sean Payton, and Payton just flat out unloaded on Russ in an extended tirade. Neither Sean nor Russ would provide any post-game details about what was said, what sparked the incident. So, Richard Sherman, your reaction to all of the above? I mean, that <clears throat> that's not the way to coach him. That's not the way to coach really any quarterback. But that's definitely not the way to talk to a veteran quarterback in the National Football League who's, who's actually played pretty well for your team this season. I don't even see – usually when you're that upset and you're that animated, it's clear for, to everybody, to the world, what was wrong. Right then, I mean, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at what the ref's looking at, and I don't see a guy lining up off sides. So I'm not sure what you're calling out on Russ. He turned around, handed a ball off, probably ran the play you called, and you're getting upset at him. He's not yelling at you for not challenging two or three of those plays that could have easily changed the complexion of the game. But 
you're yelling at him. And when you yell at a quarterback like that and you're that animated in, on the national scene and outside for everybody to see, then what you're saying, Skip, is this is on him, yep. not me. Hey, this is on him. Blame him for this. You see how upset I am at him? Because that's on him, and that's that's what you hate to see because, I mean, I just don't know what he could have done. You could have looked at over at the line and said, hey, guard, back up a little bit. I've never seen a quarterback really adjust an offensive lineman or adjust an offensive line. You tell a receiver, hey, get on the ball, get off the ball. Hey, hey, tight end, get on the ball, get off the ball. Hey, back, get back, or whatever the case may be. But I've never seen him say, grab an offensive lineman and pull him back or whatever the case may be because they line up initially. Okay, so Richard. Would it be out of line for Russ to trot off the field and as he passes Sean Payton say, why didn't we challenge either one of those plays? Would that be out of line? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be out of line. And, and that's not, I don't think that would merit that kind of response. Correct. You go over there and tell him, man, I didn't, think, I didn't think we got it. Did you see something I didn't see? Yeah. You know, you can have a conversation. But when you react that way, it seems like, it, it, it's, I mean, I don't know what Russ could have said, but Russ isn't that kind of guy to say something to, to really get you in that kind of spirit. I mean, to the head coach, he's not going to be sitting there, you know, saying, hey, man, what the F are you doing? You know, yeah. he, he probably, yeah. even if he did say you should have challenged okay. him, he would have been like, hey, right, hey so what did you see, Sean? You got it. Keyshawn, you played for Bill Parcells. Obviously, Sean's a chip off the old block. What look, was just, your, look just yeah. like him. Yeah. <laughs> the same okay. demeanor, just yeah. everything. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we don't know exactly what happened. But I'm just going to take you underneath the hood of what I think could have happened. In this situation, certain things is called at the line of scrimmage, in the headset, to check in and out of certain things with certain looks. I'm sure whatever Russ did, he didn't do what Sean wanted him to do. And so Sean, or the offensive line and everybody else on the team, so what Sean does is he goes at Russ. But he ain't just going at Russ. He's trying to get everybody's attention because Russ is the top of the king of the mountain. He's at the top. So you can do this to Russ. It puts everybody else on notice. I promise you this. At the end of the day, he's going to put his arms around him, whether it's in the locker room, getting on the bus. He's going to tell him, come here. He's going to talk to him and give a little bit of a light apology <laughs> and let him know yeah. why he yeah. reacted this way. That's apology. the same thing. That Coach yeah. Parcells would do. Yeah. I've been dog-cussing him over and over and that over. Go sit down. All of those things. And in the end, here's a little love. Da, 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 da. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to everybody. Plus, a little nugget for you. Mm. He just lost to two of his young pupils mm -hmm. in Dan Campbell, who played for him yep. and coached for him, along <laughs> with Aaron Glenn, who played for him and coached for him. So you can only imagine the emotions yeah. that was going on on the sideline for Sean. Mm. Don't, don't berate me publicly and then privately uh, apologize. That's did, but, but that's his style, though. That's just, that's their style, man. It Phil worked. Sims caught it in the worst way from he Bill. Did. And what worked yesterday may not work today. Agreed. And Isn't surely it? won't work tomorrow. <laughs> now we are in different times. The times <sighs> of coaches having total dominion over all things, everything, are gone. It's no longer, I'm boss over you. It's, I am partners with you. Russell Wilson has $200 million guaranteed. Mm. Guaranteed. What are you going to do if Russ makes this some other kind of situation? You can't cut him. You can't cut him. So what are you going to do? There's no need for you to do this. 
to him here. I understand what it used to be like. And it, and it used to be different, and coaches would get down. I, I remember the, the Parcells and the Phil Sims. I worked with Phil over inside NFL. I've heard insides on all of those yeah. inside uh, of those situations. That was then. This is now. You had control. You were, Jimmy used to tell people, I'll make sure you never play again. <laughs> It's not just that you won't play here. I'll make sure you never play again. (laughs) Once I cut you, you ain't getting another chance. Russell got another $200 million coming in. That's it. That's it. Mm. You can't cut him. So now you got to be partners with him. This tells me right here, I don't know how we move on with this relationship. Mm. But see, Michael, this is I don't know how we... No, no. No, let me finish, Key. Let me finish. You see, when Bill Parcells did it, when Bill Parcells and all those guys did it, it came on the news at 11 p.m. and it was gone. You didn't have to deal with it every day. This is a social media era. Russell Wilson, his family, his wife gonna see that every day on (laughs) social media. Why would you stir that up like this? Mm. This is what we mean when we say coaches, are you upstanding? Are you you ready to coach in this era? Mm -hmm. Because players ain't gonna have that. And they're not gonna have that lasting forever on social media, you being berated like that. I've never seen you do it. I don't care how upset you got. I've never seen you do that to Drew Brees. And all the years working with him, I've never seen you do that to Drew Brees. And then you shouldn't do it here. Mm-hmm. I was upset and hurt when I saw Me when I saw Matt Jones take what he took on the sideline. But at least they were on the bench. They were on the bench and Bill O'Brien was in his ear. This was open. There are cameras. That we, we, we do games. We all done games. There are cameras. This is the quarterback camera. This is the head coach camera. The cameras never leave those two. So you knew that was going to get on air and be played like this. Hey, grabbing me in silent, trying to apologize, won't work. You got to do it like no, you but, did it here. But, but, Skip, this ain't the first time that Sean has been at Russ all year long. It, Not it, like that. That don't make it any better. This ain't that. the first time. They, they had their issues early on. They had their issues early on, Michael. They had the same sort of issue early on. How how can you go lead your team? Uh, How can you go lead your team as a quarterback? How can you We sit here and talk about the importance of quarterback and leadership. How can you you snatch leadership from your team and say, hey, he's doing nothing? You're clearly saying this is on Russ. I'm I'm just saying, guys, that's going to be... No, I understand exactly what you're saying, Michael, but I'm just telling you... Sean's not going to change his coaching style. I, I, I want to let just Skip not. go. But this, uh, Skip, go ahead. Sorry, I, I, I'm going to let you. No, you're okay. Go. Go. You're good. I, I, I mean, because I just, I, I just, like, you wouldn't accept it from a player. Now, Russ is a calm, like, like even killed player. He says, hey, I'm going to take the coaching. But these are grown men. These are grown men out yeah. there. And you're not treating him with the respect of a grown man. Yeah. And so that's where I have a problem. It's not It's not the yelling. It's not all that. The way you're attacking and berating him, you know he can't technically defend himself. So you, well, you go if he did, he's wasn't wrong. the first. If he did, he's he, wrong. He, if he, he wrong. goes back off, if he goes off and says, screw you, who do you think you're talking to? Now uh, we got a whole exactly. other. Time out. Time out. Right. I got one for you here. I worked mm-hmm. with Phil Sims very closely at ESPN. I know him really, really well. He told me lots of stories about how he had to learn to go back at Bill just as hard as Bill went at him because that's how Phil won the team over. I'll go right back. You start in with me, I'll go right back in your face just as hard as you're going in mine. That's the way that game was played on that sideline way back when. It was a long time ago. Right, right, right. 
I know Sean, and I like him a lot, and I know all of you do. I, I got this. But that was ugly, and that was offensive, and it hurt me to watch it, it because it just it's just such a bad look for, for not only for Sean but for the National Football League. It's just not how you coach that position. Russ has earned the right to be better than that, to be above that. Absolutely. And as much as a, of a thunderstorm as Jimmy Johnson could be, he always drew the line. He did not do that to Troy. He just didn't Don't do it do to it. quarterbacks. He you would not it. do that to them. Because you can't. The position is too hard to play in the first place. And I don't know exactly what sparked it, but somehow Russ said something to Sean that he didn't like. And you could be right, Key, that, that maybe it was a play call where he, he audible that. Typically, typically that's usually, yeah. that's usually what this, happens in this, those this situations. This felt like it was, why didn't you challenge either one of those plays? How dare you challenge my authority? And he just, and to Richard's point, it's hard, it's not Russ's nature to fight back because that's not what we do. That's not how we live today, right? right? And, 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 and he's like, like, because you, you got to be careful who you do that with, because you do it with the wrong guy. Yeah. And and Russ is an understanding of the moment and all this. Yeah. If you did this in the locker room, then it does everything he says. It shows everybody that he's held accountable. If you do it in a team meeting, yeah. it shows everybody you That's hold accountable. Good. Hey, everybody's to the same Ooh. standard, et cetera, et cetera. But when you do it right here, it does not send that message. It sends the message where you don't have respect and regard for your quarterback, That's right. and you probably don't right. have respect and regard for everybody else. And so, when if there becomes a fracture in this locker room and people start to pick sides and you split, there's going to be some with loyalty to Russ and some with loyalty to Sean, yeah. and then you start to get in a now situation you, you don't want to be problem. in. A whole other problem. You got That's a whole other issue. You're, you're right. You're, you're taking away and you're demeaning your own leadership here. We sit up here and we lament about the importance of the relationship between head coach and quarterback. And we all to always talk about the importance of having that quarterback be your leader. He's your coach on the field. That's just a bad look. I, I, bad look for Sean Payton to me. I, it's just a bad look. Yeah. I, I, I'm so happy Russ took the high road and handled that because he could have gone a lot of ways and he did not. Well, it's a different type of player, though. Like Richard said, certain people, yeah. you, you know, it, like – like Skip was talking about, Phil Sims had to go back. I had to go back you and build multiple. Back. Oh, absolutely. Go I ain't got no I ain't problem no. with it. You screaming and hollering at me, and whatever the case is, then we going to have a certain conversation, okay, but you know what? which you, is fine. You, you knew deep down you were his guy. Right. You oh, knew yeah. that. Right. And, and oh, yeah. Russ does not know deep oh, down he's Skip, his you, guy. Skip, oh, Skip, you just, that, oh, my and God, that may, And that may be you true, Skip. Skip. That, that's, oh that's the key to everything, what Skip just said. That's the key to everything. And to be honest with you, I don't mind Coach Johnson coming at me like that. Because Coach Johnson took me at 17 years old. I know everything he says to me at this point is for my good. I don't care what he says. I'm going to listen. I got you, Coach. I got you. But you and I just got together. I'm not going to have you coming at me like that because yeah. I don't know what's the where is this coming from? Is this just about football or is this <laughs> something else? And I don't know that. that, that, that I, I really would love to know what triggered it. I yeah. Really yeah, me it too. really me doesn't too. really me matter. Too. It does look ugly for Sean, but I understand Sean. That's just yeah. who... That's, yeah, who no, they, that's who he is, he is. man. He, yeah. he, I can't, yeah, yeah. But, like I said, he done done this a couple times earlier in the year, maybe I, I, not to I, this degree. I, but they I done never, had words I, on the sideline. I've never seen line. him and Drew Brees. I've never seen him go to Drew Brees like this. Oh, I didn't say and, Drew. And, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Russell. Russ. I yeah. talking about but, Drew. But I'm talking about, I, I understand that. You keep saying that's who he is. I'm saying, I'm sure all those years he's had a moment with 
Drew Brees. Absolutely. I've never seen this. Absolutely. I understand. Now, you see what yeah. I'm saying? I, I've never <laughs> seen this in Drew Brees. You, because you, you, you almost demasculate your leader. You, 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 you cut the claws you off. You, you, I agree. You, 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 <clears throat> I mean, you're not doing anything that's productive. And I like Sean. I've, I'm a big Sean Payton yeah, fan. Too. Too. have been. But this situation, particularly, he's wrong. Even if you right. don't agree with, with right. what's going on and what Russ yeah. did, there's a way to right. come at him and stand right next to him right. and right. be like, Russ, right. you, you can you, say whatever you need to say. Right. You go, at that, you go at that coach standing right next to him, you make it seem like you're going at that coach and Russ hears you. And that then you do it right. in a way where you can keep his leadership and his shell intact. And that's not the way to do it. Mm. That wasn't what was done. All right. We got to no, get no, back to that. Way. Yeah, go ahead. That's fine. Got to get back to that Sorry. nightmare last night at Buffalo. Now what should Jerry Jones think of Dak Prescott? No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. So at Buffalo last night, and pretty nice weather for at least a half, Dak Prescott went 21 of 34 for 134 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception that could have been two or three, QBR of 38, that's on a scale of zero to 100, so that's not very good. So, Keyshawn, lay it on us. How much should that performance concern Jerry Jones? About Dak or the team? Dak. No, it shouldn't concern him at all, to be honest with you. Again, Skip, it's very easy to point the finger at Dak Prescott, especially because everybody's been waiting for him to pass a certain test. Okay, can he beat Philadelphia Yes, he can beat Philadelphia. Okay, can he take this act on the road? Mm. But we all knew that that wasn't going to be the case. Anybody with any type of sense knew that this offense going on the road was going to be a trouble because you hadn't passed the test. You hadn't really beaten any good teams on the road, especially a team, as Michael likes to say, still looking at those ashes from 100 years ago when the Cowboys beat them in the Super Bowl. and all. If that's the case, you saw on display exactly mm-hmm. what Buffalo was all about. You mentioned the Milanos of the world. They're not there. Mm-hmm. But it's not about them being there. Mm. It's about dialing it up schematically to make it hard for you to put the football in the end zone. You say, well, he had a couple bad throws. Yeah, he did. Mm. He had a couple bad throws. The interception late, I don't care about that. The ball across the middle that CeeDee Lamb and into a crowd, that's late. He's trying to make something happen. He had a couple of those. The yeah. one the one that cooks, I would have loved mm. for him to maybe move him over a little right, bit right, right. just to redirect him. It right. seemed like he had all day an easy throw for him. He missed on that one. Mm. But all of a sudden, let's not come in on a Monday and say, we don't want Dak. We shouldn't pay Dak. We need to move on from Dak. Don't do that. No, don't do that. Because prior to this, y'all was riding high. He was an MVP candidate. Mm. He had the M, the V. All he needed to do was do the P, and he was good. Yep. That's not the mm. case now. Okay. I'll so let Michael high. go before I respond. Right. And, 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 and I'm not uh, – uh, listen, I, I don't think Jerry should be concerned when it comes to Dak Prescott. Now, there are some concerns here, and that's with your coaches. 
to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the scheme and, 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 and what adjustments that have been made that were not made yesterday. Uh, I, I will look deep into that. Now, when we start talking about, are we going to pay Dak Prescott? You're going to pay Dak Prescott. Are you, are you going to pay C.D. Lamb? You're Absolutely. going to pay C.D. Lamb. Are you going to pay Michael Parsons? Yes. Because we're talking about these guys right here. Yes, they're, they're yeah. going to pay Michael Parsons. There is no getting around. There's no getting around it. That, that, that's what's going to happen. Should he do it? Yes, he should. Yes, he should. You, you can go. It, it, what I'm going to do with Jerry is I'm going to ask, if I'm Jerry, Dan Quinn, what happened to us? How, how possible is that to happen to us again? Will I see that again this week? We give Dan Quinn a lot of credit on that defense, and we've been talking about it as if he's the head coach. Now, he, hey, when your defense give up that kind of yardage, then, then you're going to get Agreed. talked to as a head Agreed. coach. It's time Agreed. to go talk to Dan Quinn. Yep. What's yep. going on with this? How could that possibly go down like that? But but I'm still going to pay Dak Prescott. He was, like you said, he was, he, he was in the MVP conversation last week. Well, two days ago. He was like the front runner. Right, three days, days ago. ago. Well, he was three the days. betting favorite. Yeah. yeah. So Barely. now all of a yeah. sudden we want to strip him mm. of that because he had a – Bad football game mm. against Buffalo. Mm. Well, the entire team played poor, mm -hmm. not just the quarterback. I'm going to give you this. The blame should be passed equally all around. Absolutely. Coaches, defense, offense, special teams, missed block punt. We can go on and on and on. There's not much to like about mm. anything that happened on any side of the ball last night. But my thoughts on Doc Prescott are the same as they have always been. I've told you from the start, I don't trust him in this circumstance. If the game doesn't get off just right for him, he starts to, to unravel. And you can watch it in his body language. He doesn't look as sure of himself if the game doesn't go right from the start. He's a great front runner at home. If they get off hot and they take it right down your throat and cram it in the end zone and it's seven to nothing Dallas, I love him because his confidence just starts to, to flash all over the field deep, the deeper you get into the football game. But in these circumstances, as at San Francisco last year in the playoff game, he struggled early and he never got it back together. He threw two first-half interceptions at San Francisco and then he missed four or five open receivers in the second half as the defense was holding Brock Purdy and company to 19 and it wound up 19 to 12. So this was vintage bad Dak to me. It's, it's why I can't get my arms around him and love him the way you still try to do. I, I still say you are campaigning for, for Jerry to pay him because you want us mired in mediocrity. You, you want us stuck with Let Dak Prescott. Let me ask Prescott. you a question. Yeah. Who are you going to get? I, again, I, the, who, the ways. Who are you going right, to get? Okay, well, I told you before, I pounded this table no, sitting in this right table. Now. I ain't okay. talking about Tom Brady. Okay, well, I'm talking about Tom ago. Brady. I'm talking about right now. All right, well, there's who a way. You going to if get? you decide you're going to go get somebody, you go get him because that's Jerry freaking who? Jones. I don't know. Maybe Who's better out. than him that you can get? Okay. Well, 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 I don't know. It depends there who There is some no of one. That. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's but nobody. You, you want to go win a Super Bowl or not? There's nobody. That, you that can was get a Super Bowl or bus game. Now you've been telling me all show long. Right, you got to go on the road. You got no chance. You yes, got you no do. chance because yeah. you don't trust this quarterback no, on the road. You don't trust him on the no, road. No, you don't. I don't trust y'all on the road okay. as a team. I sat with Michael yesterday as Michael was 
you know, chewing his fingernails, and we watching the game. Breaking and I, the game. I'm I, I don't even think he was I chewing his fingernails. I, but I don't think I, he was doing I that. Was showing I, mean, him, no reason. I was showing right. him a, a back shot of right, the receiver right, right, right. Mm-hmm. over there playing chicken fight. You know the one I showed right. you. Right. And Dak Prescott's looking to throw, right. but yeah. the guy over there trying to get off. Mm. Instead of getting in his route, right. ripping through the dude, Coming downhill so that the quarterback can deliver the football. Mm. But the first thing people like you would say is. But it wasn't 88. Again, somebody. What number was it? Michael? Okay, 88 over there playing chicken was, fight. Okay, all right. It was 88. Well, let's call you got to help him. Right. He's right. He's right. He's right. right. got to help right. him. And, and, and what he was on, he was backside. Dak was getting ready to throw the comebacks. They were sitting on the comebacks. Yes, they were sitting. They were sitting on the comebacks. I said this to Key, too. I said, they're sitting on these comebacks, man, because they know that's what Dak likes to throw. So, so, so you can run, run. They're not going to move off that 16, 17-yarder. So yeah. you go to it, and then he's trying to spin out of it in their feet that they're fighting and he he looks up for the ref like this for the call yeah you look no, 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 you fight through you i know fight the play. and you come right back to the sideline and yeah. you tell them we gotta run next time we're gonna run a double move. we gotta run by we're gonna run right by this joke yeah yeah all right i've told both of you i go way back before your time with these cowboys Roger Staubach was my all-time favorite cowboy, and I know him very well, and I covered him very closely. And trust me on this. I know it's before your time. Mm. He was even greater than Troy was because he could stink it up for a half or three quarters like nothing you've ever seen. And all of a sudden, he would just snap out of it and say, here I come. Watch this. And the whole team would rise up. You know, the comebacks he pulled off with Drew Pearson were stunning to me because the whole football team believed heart and soul that he was going to figure out how to pull it off. That, that's the kind of game yesterday I needed Dak to snap out of it at halftime and take the second half kickoff and just drive it right down the field. And all of a sudden it's 21 to 10. You're saying, hmm, interesting. All right. And then the defense says, okay, let's rise up and stop him one time. Let's give him the ball back. And all of a sudden it's 21 to 17. But that's not what it's happened. It's not a wishful thinking. No, it's not. It's unraveling right before your very eyes because we I showed you the play. It's third and one at the 29 in that, that drive in the second half. with the, the We get the opening kickoff in the second half. Third and one, and he he drops it. He's under center, and he drops straight back and takes a ten yard sack. But he's like, get, but but okay, he, what is he going to throw do? it? Just throw it. He it's just one yard. It. You need one yard. He can't throw it. They're yard. in. Skip. Okay, there's this thing is this is like being on the autobahn. You know how fast that stuff is. Damn what we watch on TV. All right. When he hit his step and he's right. ready to release that ball, okay. they're sitting in his lap. Right. But 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 then then back to the coaching. Yeah. Where, 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 where is my outlet here? Where is there is my no heart? outlet. Where is my heart? This is a blitz. There is no outlet. It's, it's a blitz. blitz. The blitz is the one heart? that gets but it. back is yep. picking up and trying to help. He's leaking out late, and he's it's too late. Look at the back. The back is trying to help blitz. and leak out. Ball it's out. too late. You see, now, now when you talk about Dak holding the ball, in, in these plays, this hits. He'll take that back step, hits, hits. Ball got to go right now. To who? The ball has to go right now. I'm with you. I'm with that's you. That's a good question. Ball, but to who? And that's why I said, even in this, you know the blitz is coming. I, you're not getting upfield. I, I like to see somebody as an as an outlet. I like to see somebody's outlet to get rid of the ball right well, now. Well, first of all, it's third and one. The first thing they're thinking of third run is you're right. probably going to run the football. Yeah. Is if you notice the defensive backs are all belling. The linebackers are, are running up now. And they sniff it. They run back out there. 
You got a whole vertical game. They was trying to take a shot right there. Look at the look at them. They right. try to take a shot. It's five steps. Right. You, you try to take a shot. Steps, you're going up Instead of having somebody on an outlet three, underneath three, on a shallow five, cross. Bam. All right. And before we go, we got to show the first throw that he missed Brandon Cooks on uh, early in the game because it's it's a tone setter. And Keyshawn, you can laugh at me all day and all night, but if he connects on this, I understand. It, it's a whole different I, ball game. I told it Michael, so well, I don't know about a different ball game, but I told Michael if y'all needed that. Yeah. I told him he was doing the game. I said, y'all needed that, throw. man. It's just like you just got to hit this throw. I, I don't know. It, yeah. Okay. That, 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 he's got to hit this. Yeah. He's got to hit it. He's got to yeah. hit it. But that still doesn't excuse you for trying <sighs> to say Dak Prescott shouldn't get paid or y'all should move on and find another quarterback. You want to stuck with Dak Prescott. Mm. Who are you going to get, Skip? Well, you still ain't gave me, though. You can figure, figure it, out. it out. You want to yeah. trade for Mac Jones? Is that what you want to do? Yeah, we want to trade for Mac Jones. Well, what are you like, talking about? I would love to be in the office and hear this conversation on that play. Like, what are they telling Dak? Yeah. Are they telling – I mean, it's so hard to throw that ball straight. perfectly straight yeah. like that. If Dak just, let, just drops over it a little, over bit. A little bit and let them yeah. – run I, under I, it. Right, so that's that's all. Listen, coaching. Brandon Cooks has caught a lot of deep balls in a lot of yeah. big games. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, he got open right yeah. there. Yeah, y'all don't mind. Okay, hey, y'all, y'all, y'all want Geno Smith? That's what y'all want? Man, we could have. Hey, I, we could have been up fourteen three. Maybe we want Caleb. We could have been up fourteen yeah, three. Yeah. It was twenty one three at halftime, man. Well, all right, in a moment we haven't talked about this yet, but Baker Mayfield playoff bound. Woo! At Lambeau yesterday, Baker Mayfield played one of the best games of his career, 381 yards passing, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, though he did get strip sacked deep in his territory late in the first quarter, but did not let that wreck his confidence for the rest of the game. Bucks won 34-20, held on to first place in the NFC South with the Saints, who do play at Tampa on December 31st. So, Keyshawn, I have Bucks winning the South. You have the Saints. Where do you stand after yesterday? Uh, I was still going with the Saints. The Saints won. They took care of business against the Giants. Obviously, the Bucks went on the road, took care of business against Green Bay. They both kind of control their own destiny. Yeah. They'll see each other. There's a tough matchup coming up for Tampa Bay with Jacksonville. Yeah. Although the Rams and the Saints on a Thursday night, both of them and still it's, in. It's at Rams. It is at Rams in yeah. a short week, mm-hmm. but they're both in playoff contention. Mm-hmm. I just think, I just, I like the Saints. I, I like them getting healthy again late in the season against the Rams, trying to win that game. But then Tampa playing Jacksonville. Jacksonville's trying to win their division especially what just happened to them yet last night. So you know they're going to come out with their hair on fire. Maybe. Um, it's a bad division from top to bottom. There's no question about it. But I got the Saints, the team that you don't want to see in the playoffs because you, Skip, you don't want to go to New Orleans. No. you rather go to Tampa. I, I buy that. I agree with you. <clears throat> go, Richard. Yeah, I, I, I disagree there, Key. I mean, I like New Orleans, but Tampa has beaten New Orleans the past three times. Um, and they beat them in New Orleans already this season. They'll play them in Tampa Bay. Right now, it seems like David Canales and Baker Mayfield have a different rapport going on right now. Obviously, Mike Evans has his 1,000 yards. Chris Godwin, who who got kind of publicly uh, criticized by Todd Bowles a couple weeks ago, went for 155 yards on 10 catches this game, really responded to the challenge. People forget he was an all-pro in this league at one point. And so... 
I, I just see this offense clicking at the right times defensively. The headline this week was Devin White getting benched <sighs> for K.J. Britt yep. and that whole situation, and this defense responded. They played really well. They played really competitively. They flew around, um, and I think if they get hot at the right time, they, they're going to be a problem as well, but it's going to come down to that game against the Saints as who goes from the South. Yeah, Richard, you played at Tampa, obviously, with Devin White. What do you make of Todd Bowles just benching him? Well, I mean, the, the concern, the, the conversation that I to understand was they said they would rotate him. They would rotate him um, and they would start K.J. Britt, but they'd bring Devin in and they flip, flip-flop him. And Devin said he wasn't, he, he wasn't about that. I'm not, yeah. <clears throat> I'm not a rotational player. Yeah. Not a rotational guy. I'd like to start and finish the game, which is understandable. He's been a great player in his National Football yeah. League. He's been a pro bowler. But uh, clearly, he's fallen out of grace with, with Todd Bowles in this defense for some reason. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so what I saw yesterday was a Baker Mayfield who played like the first overall pick. And he's capable of it. And I know one Tampa Bay insider very well. And they drove home, drove into Baker's psyche before the year started. Just live to fight another play. Don't try to win the game in one throw. Just if it's not there, just check it down or throw it out of bounds and let's try it again. And Baker looks like he's grown up a little this year because he's playing a little more mature football than he has in the past. And he does have weapons. And if we could see the four touchdown passes that he threw yesterday, one at a time, you can see how these weapons came to fruition. The first one, this is best throw of the day to Mike Evans. Mike Evans just catches touchdowns. He just, every time you look up, That's he it. just catches another touchdown. Catch touchdowns left and right. This to Rashawn White, the, the back coming out of the, the backfield who can really catch it. This one's to the backup tight end, Coquive, who jams it in. And then finally... This one's to the kid, um, David Moore. Name? David Moore, yeah. Who, who they, he's been like with eight teams, and he can run, and yep. he can. He showed you he can run. All right. So, to me, do I think New Orleans' defense is a little better than Tampa's? Yes. Is is Tampa's getting a little long in the tooth, except for Winfield at safety? Yeah, you can make that case because Levante David seems like he's going to play forever at linebacker, and he actually played very well. Made two or three big plays yesterday. But I'll give you. Keyshawn, the edge with New Orleans on defense. If it comes down to the quarterbacks, I'll still take Baker slightly over Derek Carr. And I don't know, I think you would too in your heart of hearts. It's a close call, but if, it, if it's at Tampa and you got to make one play late in the game, I'm going to take Baker. He's been very good yeah. late in games. Yeah, late in the game, He's one play, really Baker Mayfield, because Derek Carr, as much as I've been a supporter of his throughout the years, he has driven me crazy this year, no question about it, to the point where – even his own teammates have gotten into it with him just about some of the things that he's been doing to hurt the offense. So, yeah, late in the game, certainly. But I, I like the fact that they're going to get healthy this week against the Rams. My nephew should be back. You know, is he Olave, supposed to be? Yeah, he's is supposed he, to be okay, back. Right. Olave is supposed to be back. So okay. it'll be interesting to see. But, Keyshawn, the Rams are very dangerous right now. I, because, the listen, Matt Stafford played. I know it was only 28-20 to 20 at Washington, but Matt Stafford put up some big numbers. And he's no, that got, was here. Huh? Oh, played, that was here. I'm saying it was at Washington. Okay. 28-20. Yeah, to 20. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but his and, QBR and was good. good. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Baker Mayfield broke a record 
at Lambeau, which is hard to do. I mean, the highest quarterback rating ever at Lambeau Field. No quarterback has ever posted a perfect quarterback rating at Lambeau Field. Yep. I, I, it's just a rhythm thing with him, Skip. It's a rhythm thing. Dave Canales, they had not been running the ball well all season. I mean, they couldn't they couldn't run it at all. And now Rashad White starting has had – Yep. He's starting to get it. He had 21 yeah. carries for 89 yards. He's had yeah. seven touchdowns in the last seven games. He's starting to become a difference maker on that team on top of the other playmakers they already had. I just don't trust Derek Carr. And I like Derek Carr, great human being. No, but, Keith, you and I both know he will throw the ball away. he throw the game away right when you need it. He'll, he'll panic. He'll flinch right in those situations. And, unfortunately, it'll cost the team. That's why his teammates are coming at him. That's why they're frustrated with him. Yeah. Because oh, at yeah. times, Jameis Winston will give him a better chance. At least he'll put the ball up to Chris Olave, to, your, to your nephew, and give him a shot at the ball. Yeah. yeah I, I don't – look, I'm, I, he has made me frustrated this year, no question about it. <laughs> but unlike Skip, I'm not all of a sudden – jumping off the boat with the Saints like he would do with the Cowboys when they start to teeter a little bit. I'm, mm. not, I'm not doing that. I'm riding it. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Live or die with it. Mm. If they, live or die with it. Because what I will say is teams don't want to go to New Orleans and play in that first round. Because New Orleans, no matter what anybody says, it's a hard place to play. Okay. I will give you that. But I'm going to throw one last stat at you that I heard during the Baker game yesterday at Lambeau. On third and four or less, the Bucks lead the league in third down conversions on third and four or less because Baker is deadly on that down. In the past, you saw to David Moore that he broke. That was third and three. So if they can at least stay just ahead of the chains enough to get to third and three, third and four, they can pick you to pieces. So I still like their chances at home against a Saints team that, that Tom Brady had. Remember, Tom Brady, they, they pretty much owned Tom in his time in Tampa except for the one playoff game at Drew Brees. Well, the good thing is they got yeah. Jacksonville at home. Right. Yeah. So we'll and they see. got Jacksonville, and then they end at Carolina, so they should be able to pull that off. So here we go. Yeah. You, okay. you might want to stop saying here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'm about to ask my man Michael Irvin to please talk me off the cowboy ledge. I doubt he can. We'll see in a moment. No mercy, no mercy, no Man, I was so shell-shocked by what I witnessed from my Cowboys last night. I, I was so devastated and so distraught. I just couldn't help myself. I threw my Micah Parsons jersey in the trash. Here it was. <sighs> Our Cowboys, Michael Irvin and my Cowboys, gave up 266 yards rushing, lost 31-10 to 10 at Buffalo. So, Michael... I need your help. Can you please attempt to talk me off yeah. the ledge? Is there any hope left for this team to be a legit Super Bowl contender? There, there is. There is hope left. But, but honestly, in the beginning of it, Skip, when, we, when Mike McCarthy was talking about this complimentary football, we first started making jokes about it. And then later mm -hmm. on, when, when Dak became MVP, Kenny said, oh, okay, maybe that made sense yeah. and everything he's doing. Because it kept – 
the interceptions down. He did. Um, and 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 you know, like you talked about that that looked to, that last throw, that interception he threw, he was unsure of himself. He was unsure. So he was unsure, yep. and he threw that ball kind of in the middle. So 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 listen, he, they knew that this was a concern. You, we've been working on trying to stop this run game. But the best way to try to help this run game, and this has been mm -hmm. over the last few years, you know, you've drafted Margie Smith because mm -hmm. they know they need the help. They've decided, let's put up points. And they've had top, one of the top offenses. When you mm -hmm. get a game like this, that that offense don't do its part, yep. then, then that trickle-down effect comes, to, comes on that defense. But when I break this game down, I'm like, you've got you to gotta make the plays when they're there to make, when they are there to make. And we talked about a skill that – Forearm by Demarcus Lawrence. You know what that was? That was that was frustration from that tush push kind of thing that, that Buffalo had yeah. done to them early. Yeah. Remember when oh, they were running the ball, they just they kept right? it just, mm -hmm. just so you, you're dealing with the frustration, you come out and do something stupid right there. It's just stupid because it's a four-point play. Right. Yeah. Now now you now now, now the game's 3-0. Mm -hmm. We come right back and you hit Brandon Cooks on that throw. Seven to three. It's seven three. Mm -hmm. you, you, so there are things there that I start saying, wow, in these games, you gotta make those plays. You got that block punt. You you stopped them. You, got, you stop them deep in your own end. You do. You, you got them. You block that punt. You could be up 14-3. Yeah. Right there. And they, these are kind of things that you got to close out. I know I talked about it earlier. That was a tough place to go play. And Buffalo, I got, you know how I, you know how I brought up Andre Reed. I got Andre Reed. All those guys were texting me. I so I knew they were bringing the heat. From way back then, mm -hmm. because that, that's what they're spewing in Buffalo. Yep. And, and they did match that intensity. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing that concerns me. I know you have the skill, but do you have the will? Mm -hmm. Do you have the will to walk in Bingo. and walk over everybody Bingo. that's trying to do whatever they're trying? Yeah, Buffalo was desperate, mm -hmm. but you got to be more desperate. Mm -hmm. And that's what worries me sometimes. I don't see the will. I see the skill, yeah. but I need to see a deeper will, and, 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 and that worries me. I still believe our team is a little better than Buffalo, top to bottom, back to front, better. Right. But you have to play better. You have to match their intensity, all their blasts from the past. They're all going to come back, and the emotion's just going to hit you right in the mouth immediately, and you have to match it and top it. And your will has to overcome their will. This is what occurred to me last night, and it pertains to you. I covered your teams in the 90s, your dynastic cowboy teams. You had some, I'm talking in the football contest, right. context, you had cold-blooded killer leaders, you right. and Charles Haley and Jimmy Johnson. This team doesn't have any one of those to me. I don't see one. I keep waiting for one to emerge. Is Micah going to be that guy? Is Dak going to be that guy? Zach Martin, Tyron, that they're first ballot Hall of Famers, but I don't feel killer will generated by either one of them. When push came to shove in the 90s, it was you and Charles who just said, no, this is not going to happen. And you said it in the pregame locker room and you set a tone that I don't see anybody set because the head coach, the, the worst thing he does is motivation. The best thing he does is play calls. But if, if the intensity is not matched right. from the start, the play calls aren't going to matter anymore because they're going to outwill you and outscheme you 
and just out emotion you and they're going to beat you to the spot every single time, no matter what play you call. So what crushed my soul last night was I'm watching a team that just wasn't ready to play football because Demarcus Lawrence commits that penalty early on. And it's just it's a foolish penalty. It's a loser penalty. It's a bad football team penalty. As was Zach Martins. You don't need to do it. The refs already took care of him. They just said 15 yards. And you went and canceled the 15 yards. And you can just see the body language of his teammates like, ah, we, we could have had the ball all the way to their 40. Now we're still stuck back here and we end up going nowhere slowly. And Sam Williams, he's a very explosive, talented Bear. player. This is one. He's done this before. He's blocked punts and kicks before because he's long and he is rangy and he is explosive. So he explodes. They schemed it up. Bones schemed it up. He's he's there. It's it's over. Dead to rights. And for whatever reason, he leaves his feet when the the ball's going to be off the foot down here mm-hmm. of the punter. You have to touch ball. If you touch the ball, you can just blast away at him. You can hit him all the ball you want to hit him. And instead, he whiffs because the punt goes underneath right. him. He jumps up, up when over they the teach punt. you to dive you out. Dive, In practice now, out. let me give people. Yeah. You have a mat. You have a mat over here. Mm-hmm. And they have, they say, here's the foot of the punter. Yeah. They have you come in and you dive. dive so so jumping up. Okay. Yeah, that, this, I, I don't understand it. Okay. So the only hope I see is that. The media has to motivate this team. So all week, this, right the, the, all week long, they're going to hear, shame, shame, shame on you. And you're about to get embarrassed at Miami. Embarrassed, embarrassed, embarrassed. At some point, you reach down for your pride and you say, no, we're not going to get embarrassed at Miami. And you decide they're not going to run wild on us. They're not going to run for 300 yards. They're not going to score 70 on us. Watch this, because they, they can't motivate from within. They don't have a Michael Irvin but, in the locker room, but, and they don't have a Jimmy Johnson. But let me tell you why that's a problem, and it'll never get you where you want to go if you're allowing the media to win losses to motivate you. That means, okay, and, and first of all, number one, biggest reasons, in the playoffs, you, 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 can't, you can't get through it with a loss. So, so now no, you, 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 you got to be self yeah motivated to go get this done. I, and, and what we're talking about right here, you, you, the guys that we don't have in the locker room or the coach that we don't have, Jimmy Jimmy made sure that these was unacceptable times. Unacceptable. Let me tell you we, it's like fear of God. It's the most miserable week you will ever have yeah. a football when you lose this game. I mean, nobody talks to nobody. Nobody says anything. It's misery the whole week. And if, if, if Charles Haley's going to check, you know, you didn't do right on defense, Charles going to be checking you all week long. All week if long. you didn't do right on offense, we're going to go through this all week long until we get it right. That they do not have. Mm. That they do not have, and that's the concern. Because in order to win a Super Bowl, you got to go match. You got to match and beat everybody everywhere you go. And they, they don't have that self-motivated wise. You got to find ways to motivate them. You did not help me a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still but, on the ledge, but, man. Yeah, but but, but, but the, 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 the team, all these teams got flaws out here. Except San Francisco. <laughs> except. except San Francisco. So, yeah, we, we can get every team, but San Fran's going to be a star. All right, let's talk about the one in our division up next. I say fly, Seahawks fly. Tonight at home. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Bone back down. 
Once again, your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Sid M. Skip finally realizing Dallas' Super Bowl hopes after the loss to the Bills are Titanic. <laughs> yeah, you got me. This from Eric D. who says, Dallas delusion at its best. You still want the 49ers, Skip? Yeah, I do. Get them, Key and Sherm. Go in on them and snatch their chains like Debo. <laughs> Debo, I know. Yeah, I want them to get the 49ers, too. I want them to at least be divisional and done. I've been working on the song. <laughs> you Wayne, have. You know. You have for a long time. All right, tweet number three, Key. This morning, talking to Skip about the Cowboys. I think that's Floyd and Canelo from their 2013 fight when Canelo was just a baby. Mm. Yeah, because I sit up here and, and for the last eight minutes sitting up here listening to you and yeah. Michael come up with all these damn excuses yeah. in the last segment. I think we, I just was listening. I think it could have been 14-3 if they'd have blocked this. And it could have. I'm I like, man, we, sir. I think we agreed we're in trouble. If Bayless. Yeah. All right. No ifs, ands, or buts from last night. But how about tonight? Eagles at Seahawks. Eagles still favored by three, even though Jalen Hurts has been so sick. He flew up by himself, so he wouldn't risk uh, infecting any of his teammates on the team plane. The other big Eagles news is that Matt Patricia will call defenses, replacing Sean Desai. Gino Iffy for the Seahawks with the pull groin. So, Michael, how about you first? Who wins this game? I, I still have I, I have Philly winning this game, especially if, if Gino's not going. I have Philly winning the game if Gino and Jalen does not go. It, it's just I, Philly coming in. And I said this, Philly going into the Dallas game, going into all of those, that schedule they had prior to, that was a, that was a gauntlet. And I'm sure to some degree took a lot out of them. This will be a fresher team, even though the quarterback's not feeling well. It will be a fresher team. They'll be able to control this game much better. Mm. I got Philly winning this game. Mm. Keyshawn. Yeah, I got Philly winning too, Skip. I think when you look at the performance against the Dallas Cowboys, I can't see them losing three straight games. On top of that, whether Jalen Hurts is playing or not, I think they have full confidence if he doesn't go in Marcus Mariota because he can hand the football off. He can get the football from time to time to his perimeter receivers. And they got a defense that needs to stop the bleeding. As you can see, they just switched up on the defensive coordinator side. Although he's been there all year long as a defensive assistant, this time he gets an opportunity to call it from the field while the other guy goes upstairs. So it'll be a challenge. Because it is in Seattle. Seattle's a tough, place, a to tough place to play. Just a tough place to play. But I still got the Eagles coming out of it, Skip. All right, Richard. Yeah, I mean, I got the Seattle Seahawks, especially if Geno Smith plays. Yeah. Um, there have been If, if, if uh, Jalen doesn't play, I definitely got the Seattle Seahawks winning. It should be uh, comfortable. Their defense in Philadelphia hasn't played well. Darius Slay is out this game. So Keely Ringo, the rookie out of Georgia, a guy who I'm very familiar with, yeah. helped him out during the draft. You know, you tried to get him prepared. He's starting in his first game back home against DK Metcalf. That's really not the matchup you want in your first game, honestly. Uh, but it, it'll be fun to see what he gets a chance to do in this game. But I think I think the Seattle Seahawks are playing desperate right now, Skip. I saw them play desperate last week against the San Francisco 49ers. They did. And they held their own for a lot of that game. Yep. And then San Francisco obviously eventually got away. But Drew Locke. Threw a dime to DK Metcalf early in that game. The defense was playing playing well and swarming. Uh, Witherspoon went down, and then things kind of spiraled a little bit. But 
I think this team, if they're if they're healthy and they're motivated, which most times they are, especially at home in front of the 12, they got a chance to win this game. And Skip, I'm going to be there. Are you? So do you have any inside knowledge on Gino? What's your gut feeling on whether he can go or not go? My gut feeling was he was really close to going last week yeah. and he really wanted to go. I feel like he's going to go this week, but that's just my gut. That's no insider information. That's just how I feel. Okay. Ooh. I'm with Richard, but I'm picking with my heart over my head. I'm, I'm going with the Seahawks just because I need the Seahawks to win this game. I would love it if Geno did play because I'm not the biggest Drew Locke fan. I'm not sure he's up to this task tonight, but I, if it comes to that, I hope so. All I know is it is a rare instance when a defensive coordinator gets replaced in mid-season, in mid-stream, and that, that was shocking to me. Matt Patricia has done this at a high level for Bill Belichick. He did not prove to be much of a head coach, but I do think he's a very good oh, defensive coordinator, but that was a shocker to me, and it shows Philly's desperation on defense. I said from the start, Philly is not very good on defense. And I stick with that. I don't know if Matt Patricia can infuse it with new energy and new schematics where it's, it looks different. It's just not, especially if you take Slay out, now you really got a problem. I'm a little, I'm a little, right. uh, I'm a little nervous about the Philadelphia defense with Matt Patricia calling it. It's easy to call some things when you right next to the guy and you got the quarterback right. on the other side yeah. and Tom Brady and you have the label as D.C. with Bill Belichick. That's a fair point. Really, really, really running the show. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, you, you know what I'm saying? That's a fair it's point. It's just a little, it's that, a little different being on the sideline, Sherb, in Philadelphia and, without Belichick. It's a little different. A hundred percent. And Sean Desai was with Seattle last year. So oh. they know his scheme, the strengths and weaknesses of, of it very well. They know the adjustments. They know when they'll adjust, how to shift, how to get them out of position. Shane Waldron understands that. Pete Carroll understands that. And again, to, to your point, Keith, it's, it's like because Sean Desai was under Vic Fangio, people think, oh, man, he's going to do everything Vic did. Just because you have the playbook and the scheme, you have to know the situations, the adjustments, when to make the right move, when the pressure, where the pressure from, when to shift the D-line over, under. You know, and that's the thing that people get caught up in. When you got Bill Belichick there, Matt Patricia has him. And like, Bill, what, what, what do you think this play? Hey, I think we should do this. Make sure we're in the over front. Walk the linebacker up. Uh, mug, the, mug the DN on the tight end. And you got those adjustments right there at hand. Right now, you can't call Bill Belichick and say, hey, Bill, what you feeling on this third and six? Mm. Right, and, 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 and can we take out DK Metcalf? I, I'm, I just want to throw this in. Now, you do know Ole Miss teammates – will be battling. They will be battling. D.K. Metcalf one side, A.B., Arthur Bourne Brown on the other side. That will be a battle. Mm, and you're picking the I, wrong battle, right? I am. I, I wish yeah. Seattle could win this game. But let me tell you something where my piece is, and, and I kind of laid this out a little bit. Like, in this NFL, you can't get there without graduating each class. The Cowboys had to graduate this on-the-road thing in Buffalo. They needed that win to stay attacking. Right now, you didn't do it. So what does the NFL do? Okay, now you get to go on the road the whole way through the playoffs to try to get there. Sooner or later, you got to graduate. You should have done it then, but you'll have to do it in the playoffs. Mm. Man, they don't graduate. That means they go back to school and repeat the grade all over again? Yeah. We've been yeah. doing it for 30 years. So, Richard, would you attest and agree that at Seattle is the toughest place to play in the National Football League? 
Yeah, I would say it's between Seattle and, and Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. And on Buffalo hard to play in, yeah, too. New Orleans. Buffalo and, and New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any one of them. Yeah. Richard, did you experience any? New Orleans is any... so dark, man. Yeah. It's just crazy. Dark? Well, how about loud? Yeah, it's, it's is dark. New Orleans no, it's louder, louder it... than Seattle? I'm not going to give them that because at our in our heyday, yeah. Skip, I couldn't hear myself think yeah, um, when that stadium was 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 yeah. roaring. And this is desperation time. <laughs> this is a time where they're fighting for their playoff lives. Monday night football prime time. Yep. Pete Carroll, we all talk about his prime time record. And there's a reason for it. Yep. And Seattle takes such pride in their 12 men. Even when Texas A&M tried to do it, they sued. No, you can't do that. That's so true. you know what I mean? But now in New Orleans, man, when we played in New Orleans, I literally felt my bones shaking inside my body. It was so loud, and I was like, oh, my God. I ain't never want to leave a game so fast. I was like, yo, we not lost. Let's get out of here. Mm. So that, that's a scary mm. place. So all I got to say is fly Seahawks, fly tonight at home. Still hoping. Yeah. No, I'm still clinging is what I am to a little shred of hope. Up next, how tough a catch was that? On that Bears Hail Mary at the end of that game, we got to talk about it. Yesterday, Bears at Browns ended with a Justin Fields Hail Mary down three, ball tipped back into the hands of a falling Darnell Mooney who could not hold on for the win. So, Keyshawn, you first, please. Scale of one to ten. How difficult a catch was that? Man, it probably was a two in my book. Okay. Because once he tipped it to himself, it's in his belly now. All you got to do is just, you know, just just do that. You're falling back. But the tip to himself, if he doesn't tip it to himself and he's falling back, I ain't got nothing to say. But once he tipped it in the stomach, just just grab it. Just grab it. Just grab it. Game's over. You Mm. win. You grab, you win. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Michael, I'm pretty sure you yeah. would have caught that. Well, and let me tell you something <laughs> about these two, because people watch this now. That's the position that Mooney's in that I always wanted to be in. There are three positions in a Hail Mary. There's the point man. Yep. That's the guy. That's the tallest guy, usually the best jumper to go up after the ball. And there's a back man. There's a back man yep. and a front man. Mm-hmm. Mooney was the front man. You're trying to tip the ball to the front man, and, and it got tipped to him. Yeah, that's a you got to make that play. I give it difficulty. I, I I give it about a six or a seven. Do you? Okay. It, it's a yeah. difficult game because look, he's looking at he's looking at everybody now. Oh, he took, right there, like he yeah. said, you got to close that. It happens fast. You got to close. Stomach. Once it hits, just you got to close it. You got to close that. It's not a missile coming to his stomach. It's but, just a lollipop. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I, 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 he has no momentum going that way. That's right. where I, the only That's reason I'm at the difficulty a little bit more. He's falling back. Right. He's trying to control it. Why he's falling back? He doesn't have control. But I, I got a feeling that the Bears are going to appreciate this drop later on. First off, right. they're not playing for nothing. Second off, like your draft position and who you're drafting That's and the quality true. of player goes down as you win these games and your playoff position doesn't exist. So I so feel like are, it's going to work out. Are you suggesting you. he dropped it on purpose? <laughs> no, he definitely didn't drop it on purpose, but it's one of those plays they're going to happily look back on and be like, you know what? That's why we got this tackle we had. Look. He's sitting on his butt. It's easy for you, Key. You're the first pick in the draft. It ain't got nothing to do with that. That man ain't the first pick in the draft. That man, I got. Come on, man. We gotta go. We'll be back tomorrow at 9:30 Eastern, and I can't. Wait. Are you the first pick in the draft?